Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of an actor's movies Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank you might think you've peeped the scene. You haven't. The real one's far too mean. <laughs> the watered-down one, the one you know, was made up centuries ago. They made it sound all whack and corny. Yes, it's awful, blasted boring. Twisted fiction, sick addiction. Well, gather round, children, zip it, listen. How you doing, Jamie? I, oh, my God. I hate you. Do you know how this show works? You don't, we don't, like, the show has not been introduced yet. You don't just do your bit and then go, how are you doing? That's not uh, how the show works. Like, a, let, a, let me respond to what you yeah. just did. Yeah. Secondly, I mean, okay, so A, I, I, maybe I stopped paying attention because I was thinking about what I was going to say in response. But yeah. what what was that about? Was that relevant at all? Uh, was that at all relevant oh to this podcast? <laughs> oh my God, Jamie. Right. First of all, I was banned from doing the opening I wanted to do, and that's fine. I'm being <laughs> censored by my own podcast host, but whatever. Apparently, my opening isn't relevant in the future. That's fine. The <laughs> second thing is, that is the opening lines to my my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, uh, which is Nicky ah. Rose's opening verse on Dark Fantasy. Uh, it is also, but, I believe... But, but, a, a but you read it Robert. in the style of, of this week's film. I yes. bet... But I see. So now I would like to retract what my original uh, response was going to be, which was congratulations on actually preparing something for the beginning of the show. Um, but clearly you did not. Um, I, I am sorry for taking away your um, your beloved uh, intro. But as I have already said, this is coming out uh, a month from now. You you were about to do uh Quite honestly, the most topical <laughs> sort of opening you could to this show, and it would have meant nothing to anyone. So we will discuss that later in the show, perhaps with our guest, uh, who will be revealed later. And thank you very much for remaining quiet. But there are some things that we have to get to before that, such as hello and welcome to Blank Spank, season two, the Hathaway Stashaway, the show where we're chronologically reviewing Anne Hathaway's entire IMDb. I'm Jamie Loxon, and with me, as always, is my co-host Algal. Say hello, Al. I will not be censored. Hey, I mean, we're like what seven episodes in. I've got, I've got that. I, I I messed up on that intro a few times in the first few episodes. I feel like I'm I'm slowly easing into it, uh, which is good. How how are you doing, Al? Sorry, dear guest, you can remain quiet. Uh, good, good. I uh, well, the, mm, here's the thing. I, I'm trying not to date it, but you know, I had a whole, I had a virtual holiday Christmas party yesterday, um, mm-hmm. which was a time. Um, it was yeah. good fun, and it, I mean, it was especially strange that you did it, you know, a week and a half after Christmas. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you got to <laughs> if you think about it, everything's much cheaper then. But specifically, oh, oh that's that. That's like buying your buying your Halloween candy the day after. Exactly. That's that's the real level. Well, uh, but what I what I loved was uh, it was on a kind of like virtual uh, Christmas party thing where you kind of went room by room, so people were in chats in kind of uh, like like Zoom rooms. But if there was like a hundred zooms and you could kind of see them in this weird like layout which looked like a house and what i need to know is if a somebody had this software beforehand and was about to go under before covid and then covid hit when suddenly like my time has come or if conversely back in like april someone's like fuck it people are gonna need something to do for their christmas parties and i am on this 
and you know pull that out in 10 months i mean i i don't know which i would rather believe um, it is at this point that I'm going to uh, introduce our guest as uh, I have an anecdote uh, related to Christmas parties that they're also involved with. Uh, so uh, coming officially onto the show for the first time, but whose voice has been featured on the show many times, uh, please welcome to the show our dear excited guest for exciting, not excited, <laughs> definitely not excited, but exciting for us uh, guest Ellen White. Hello, Ellen. Hello, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm a long-time friend of the pod. <laughs> yeah, full disclosure, we've we've never met before, have no, we? No, no, um, no. no. Now, could you please no, pick I'm one of so these cards? Excited. <laughs> <laughs> so excited to meet you. Um, uh, yes, this is our uh, fourth guest on the podcast, I believe. Um, after uh, Alyssa, Miles and uh, Corey. I would like to say that Alyssa... Uh, when she featured on the podcast, uh, mm-hmm. for anyone who does, hasn't, hasn't listened to the podcast before, Alyssa, of course, is your partner. Uh, she did only get relegated to the last 15 minutes. Whereas when my girlfriend Ellen comes on, she's getting the whole episode. And that's really unfortunate for Alyssa, but fortunately she won't be offended by that until like two months down the line because she's so far behind on the podcast. Impressive. Uh, so can I can I now make it not relevant to the podcast? No, 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 because I want to talk about uh, Christmas party. So, um right. Uh, obviously, a month and a half ago, uh, I was uh, at uh, Ellen's uh, work drinks because I happened to work as a tutor for the company that Ellen works for. Um, and there was uh, there were tutor awards uh, given out to two different tutors. And I would argue that uh, that perhaps inviting a bunch of people and then only giving awards to like four of them uh, at a Christmas drinks. Perhaps not the best way of uh, celebrating all the hard work of your dear, uh, your dear employees. But it was clear that your owner uh, also was aware of that as after the uh, awards were given out. She did just sort of go. And also, thank you so much to all the other people here. You know, I know all of your names. And then just started reading the names <laughs> of the Zoom. It's like, you know, Jamie, Elizabeth, uh, Patrick. The rest, you know, I know you all so well. Like, I've never spoken to this woman once in my fucking life. Uh, it was the fake it. But how, how did you enjoy your first Zoom, your first ever actual Christmas drinks that happened to be over Zoom? Uh, they were they were all right, yeah. Just You you became quite obsessed with how funny one of my work colleagues is. Yeah, yeah, Al, I was like, not happy I'm with not her. happy. She's got a funny, she's got a funny work colleague. Fortunately, he is leaving, and I'm very thankful about that. Because, mm. uh, yeah, no, no, he... he For Footlight. Yeah, he was a Cambridge footlight. I felt so inferior. <laughs> uh, okay, right. I will now designate you uh, three minutes to talk about Taylor Swift, Alexander. We weren't going to start the show with it because it would date this podcast. But uh, yes, Taylor Swift has released uh, or, or surprise dropped a new album. You have three minutes to discuss it. Sure. Uh, I believe you are the only person that has listened to it in full. I have listened to about 75% of it. So, hello, and welcome to Blank Spank, the show in which we chronologically review every scene in Blank Space, the Taylor Swift music video. I'm your co-host now, and with me today is Ellen. So, Ellen, uh, first of all, Blank Space, the video, uh, what is your favourite part of the video? Oh, my God. Oh, you put, oh, you've ex- oh my you're exposing God. her now. You put her on the spot. The lies are coming out. Sorry, hi, I'm the guest. I know I'm not supposed uh, to speak at this point. Oh. I don't, I've got to wait, wait until I'm introduced. Oh my gosh. Um, I can't even... I remember almost nothing about the blank space. Oh, what a video. video. There's a dog. There are some Dobermans, I think. I think she murders someone. Uh, Maybe not. Is, it, that's, is that the one... That's not the one where she has all her 
Victoria's Secret Files in it, is it? No, that's bad. No, Which that's that? yeah, it, bad blood. It, ah, a blank spaces. True. She's in a she's in a big country manor. There's a dude. She's kind of oh, crazy. Oh yes, yes, I do remember it now. I do hate to break it to you, but your three minute run of this podcast is being eaten into by this confusion. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on uh, very quickly. So, uh, unfortunately, Ellen has yet to listen to Evermore. We will bring her back on the show when yeah. she has listened to Evermore. That's okay. okay. Uh, what was your feelings about folklore? I thoroughly enjoyed folklore. I thought it was like a slight a slight move back towards the sort of uh, country, folky sound that she had originally, which I liked. I didn't, en- I didn't particularly enjoy the reputation era. Um, so I, that feels like a return to her roots. So I'm very excited to listen to Evermore. I'm not happy about her holding Jack Antonoff in her basement uh, <laughs> all year, preventing him from producing another Bleachers album. But as long as this album's good, I think I can forgive her. I mean, I, I have to believe somewhere Jack Antonoff's contract is just, you know, it, when it, like if Taylor Swift thinks about a song, I must be there. Uh, which I appreciate. Uh, she has a special lamp she can rub. <laughs> but yeah, yes, he's living shackled in the basement. Um, uh, so, Jamie, uh, what were your feelings on folklore? On um, folklore, I'm sure, I li- I'm sure I listened to it at some point. Uh, I've listened to about 75% right. of Evermore. Uh, it was it was fine. Did you like the song the where she talks about murdering someone? Uh, it's possible I got to that one. Don't it's know if I'm song. honest. I was, I was, song. I was right. I was writing um, end of term reports while I was doing it. It was perfectly good background music. Something that I think uh, Taylor Swift's best songs are good at. Whoa, 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 whoa! Better song, <laughs> better twist. Better, <laughs> Taylor Swift's best songs are bops. All right. Let's just <laughs> let's just sit there and think about what you said. It's not back. It's not music. Right. It's look, it's look, you monster. All, all I'm saying, and I've already made this point uh, to Ellen, is. If anyone other than Taylor Swift, and maybe even I don't think like Beyonce would get away with this, her announcement of Evermore, where she was like, I was staring into the forest and I could have either turned away or gone in deeper. We decided to go deeper in the forest. Is the most fucking wanky shit anyone has ever said. And if it was anyone except for fucking Taylor, she would be slated horrifically for it because she's Taylor. She's fucking deified as saving 2020. Okay. So first of all, I strongly disagree with that statement. I think there are lots of way more arty musicians who say dumb shit like that. Like you got a Nick Cave. I bet you money Nick Cave would say something way dumber than that. All right. Yeah, Nick and Cave Nick Cave would get saying, mocked for it. No, Nick, Nick Cave would get no. mocked. Are you fucking no, yeah. Nick Cave. People lap that shit up. All right. If the mountain goats came out and we looked into the woods and in the woods there were more mountain goats and we thought shit, album number two <laughs> coming out soon, no one would give a shit. What you mean to say is she's a pop artist who's wanky as well, <laughs> rather than just she's an indie artist in which it is fundamentally expected that you are wanky. How much time Fair. do you have left in the blanks? Oh, oh, we've we've gone way over the. Th- Three minutes. I'll be honest. I've been I've been very kind to this podcast. Uh, so that's so one more. Uh, Taylor Blanky. swifted away and back to my swing. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't go with moving on swiftly. Which ah, uh, <laughs> see, see, do you have to just call? We we I talked about this on last week's episode. You don't laugh at my jokes, and then <laughs> and then not only do you not laugh at my jokes, you call out my bad jokes and put better ones in. Fuck you, Alexander. Um, so we we should probably uh, talk to our guest. Um, so there's there's a reason why you're brought on this episode specifically, uh, which is that uh, you are a huge, huge fan of this week's film, Ella Enchanted. Um, mm-hmm. But before we start talking about that film, let's talk about just your 
your relationship with Anne Hathaway in general. Is this your favourite Anne Hathaway film? Do you have any other uh, particularly particular highlights? Uh, this is probably my favourite Anne Hathaway film, but I mean, she's got some really strong, strong uh, contributions to the cinematic canon. Yeah, we, we already um, discussed on the first episode of this podcast uh, how... how miffed you were let's say that i didn't particularly enjoy princess diaries i did thoroughly enjoy you being like well it's really not for me ellen it's 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 for for you and and girls younger (laughs) than you and then you put like a message in your boys chat like i just thought it was okay and all your friends were like excuse me (laughs) yes yeah yeah no uh all all my mid-20s male friends also loved that film apparently uh i am the outlier there um so clearly you um I have quite a strong connection to early Hathaway films. Mm. Uh, is is therefore there a waning interest in her career as she gets older? Um, well, she she stopped doing the sort of teen rom com thing. It's right weird about, that it's weird that she grew when, up and started her teen. When she got into, I mean, she did she did the uh, amazing movie Bride Wars, which I'm very excited for you to get to. Obviously, Devil Wears Prada. That kind of thing. Um, I did enjoy, I, I mean, I enjoyed Les Mis and I enjoyed Batman when she was in Batman, but I don't actually know if I've seen, oh, she did those Alice in Wonderland movies. Oh God, she did Are those the Tim Burton mm. one? No. Yeah, Tim Burton Yeah, Tim Burton. Yes, I think, I think that might be the only, no, the, one of two Anne Hathaway films that I've seen in the cinema, the other one being Batman. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've seen any other. I don't know why I've seen that film in the cinema. Um, it's, it wasn't good. Uh, spoiler alert for 3D. 40 fucking episodes from now. It was, it was 3D. <laughs> we all went to go oh, see it yeah, because yeah. it was in 3D yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was terrible. It was garbage. You are correct. Um, I've I've run out of questions, to be honest, Al. I'm not an interviewer. You got, you got anything interesting to talk to our guest about? I mean, so Ellen, uh, obviously, mm. by the time you've recorded this, uh, at least two episodes of the podcast come out. Uh, so what we're basically going to do we're going to chat about the show obviously standard as normal have you come in with uh, what we got to do what? No, do you have an anagram prepared I do yes, yeah. I do I, have okay. an anagram that's not a question I, I, guess, I guess it it's is a question. technically a question prepared, yeah. <laughs> I guess it is technically a question I more meant you know setting up for like we've got a big guest let's talk to them not like okay have you do you understand no, no, what the no, podcast no, right, is about right. okay cool let's move on <laughs> we have two levels of professionalism Jamie and it is solely we have these weird bits and we commit to them and uh, Ellen this is the most important thing is uh, do you know where you feel uh, the romantic lead in this fits in the uh, canon of uh, Anne Hathaway romantic interests Oh, well, well, this well, is okay. Again, again, I guess you're asking a binary question of do you know it, and then you can answer it later. Mm. You're just asking her if she's prepared for the podcast. I, 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 have, I, <laughs> I have thought about it. There is an, yeah. a, a strong instalment coming up in this in, yeah. in, in, in this in this section. So, Good. so I Good. mean, today's today's entry has a lot to a lot to um, live up to in that sense. Good. Um, so, I guess at this point we should uh, discuss what you do know. Uh, which is uh, obviously you were with us on uh, much of our journey last year where mm. we were um, mm. trying to save humanity from the aliens uh, and ultimately failed. Uh, so as you obviously know, um, there has been an apocalypse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did die for a month. I guess we can discuss that in a minute, uh-huh. how that was for you personally. Uh-huh. Um, uh, also, uh, I am now 15% raccoon. 
Uh, as you obviously know, this is this is something that you are fully aware of. Uh, definitely not just letting you know that because an episode that that might have been mentioned on has not come out yet. Uh, so just, you know, but you're absolutely aware of that because obviously uh, my raccoon-like tendencies have been uh, coming out um, because... Uh, for everyone who knows, there was an apocalypse. But we didn't save the alien. The alien. We didn't save humanity from the aliens. So the aliens blew us all up. Uh, and now the only people alive are uh, me, Al, and uh, anyone who listens to this podcast. Which makes it really exciting that Taylor Swift listens to this podcast because she is still alive to release her album. Which is really. I mean, I Ooh. wish she'd tweet about us a little bit more. But you know, that's super exciting. Um, and anyone who does die, Al, I think you're going to have to. Is it anyone who dies comes back? slightly more or is it just me that does comes no, back no, no. slightly more so raccoon if, each so time look here's the thing right normally and as you know ellen you, your your boyfriend uh i was about to call me your brother that'd be weird uh, <laughs> but he's oh, a wizard all right he has a resurrection spell uh yeah. and normally brings people back from the dead perfectly fine all right when the apocalypse happened and the aliens uh killed most life on earth uh, magic was fundamentally changed and in the process anytime you resurrect someone they come back a little bit more raccoon like Right, I'm five percent more raccoon-like. I failed. I kind of brought Jamie back and accidentally killed him three times. So now he's fifteen percent raccoon. 15%. Oh, so it's five percent each time. Wait, I've died three times. Well, I, I've I died. You back th- and this is you. So you. I, I, I okay. You back so and I, you I, yes, I was aware that I was dead for a month. Uh, in between season one yeah. and season two of this podcast, very coincidentally, that's why we didn't release for a month because I was dead. Um, how was that month for you? Um, I got a lot done. A lot, yeah, a lot of fair. admin. A lot of life admin. <laughs> <laughs> With the um, spare time. Caught up on some television. Yeah. You know? I, I um, imagine there was uh, there was much more of a just resounding quiet surrounding you. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. I managed to fend off quite a lot of the apocalypse zombies. I managed to kind of oh, yeah, that's something... down the hatches a bit. Yeah, that is something um... we haven't discussed. There are zombies in this apocalypse. Thank you very much, Ellen, for, for bringing that up uh, uh, and reminding us, of course, that there are zombies. Um... Uh, in this apocalypse, Jamie. I don't know why I'm saying that. Everyone who lives, well, everyone who's listening to this yeah, podcast is a survivor of the apocalypse and knows all of these things anyway. The zombies work for the raccoons. This is the important part. <laughs> the, the hierarchy goes: aliens, the biggest thing we have to fear. They're still out there. We need to bring the fight to them, Jamie. Obviously, with the blank spank we are, and the Hathaway stash away, we are trying to motivate humanity to yes. take the fight to the aliens. Uh, but to do so, first of all, we need to get past the zombies who work for the raccoons. Uh, you know, the zombies are the mindless uh, thralls, but the raccoons they are. They are the true uh, intelligent power left on Earth uh, in opposition to us. There aren't many of them, but they're out there watching us. Okay, and mm-hmm. it's terrifying. And and I can't die uh, another seven times because yeah. once I do cross over that threshold of fifty percent raccoon, I am obligated to join my raccoon brothers. That's true. Um, <laughs> Jamie, I I received a raven today. Okay, yes. And of course, we do communicate exclusively through Raven now in the post-apocalypse. Thank you very much yeah. for reminding me. It's it's Raven and Zoom. That's all the way we yeah. communicate. But I received a, a Raven and it brought with it a Survivor Fort. Survivor Fort! <laughs> no! I do not sanction Friends Fort being changed to Survivor Fort! It makes no sense! We could also go for- so the survivors for... are still our friends. <laughs> Look, not everything about the podcast needs to change in season two. Sometimes they could just still be called Friends Forts. Right, fine, we will change it to Friends Fort Survival Mode. Okay. Okay, Friends Fort Survival. I'm sorry. 
Friends Forts! Uh, survival mode. Obviously, we haven't discussed Friends Forts. I think I just threw my neck out doing that. <laughs> um, and the reason I threw my neck out is because uh, we haven't discussed this in a while. There is an action that goes along with uh, Friends Forts. And um, Ellen, now having been witness to mm-hmm. the Friends Forts, would you say that our uh, description of it as a uh, double horizontal dab is is an accurate description. Yeah, a little bit more chaotic than that. <laughs> oh, oh, that it's, comes through in the voice. Don't <laughs> worry. It, it assumes a clean movement when you describe it that way, and I wouldn't say it was quite that. Well, to be fair, I was wary of smacking you in the face at this time. It, normally, a friend's sport is, is done in a safe, socially distant zone. Mm. Mm. So, uh, so, yeah, sorry, you, you have a friend's fort. Well, actually, have two uh, Friends Fort survival modes or survivors forts, as uh, this one has referred to itself. <laughs> so, uh, you, you, you know, fellow survivor and I guess friend of the show, uh, Bennett Bonsey, uh wrote in with a survivor fort. He, he says he's a survivor fort, so I've got to read it out no matter what, <laughs> okay. even if it is a Friends Fort. Survivor <laughs> fort. It is the year 2020. Ash blots out the sun. I hold on to my little black rectangle, the only ward against the darkness. I search through the remains of my loved one's homes in search of an ear. One ear could be the salvation in the world in which a podcast has resurrection powers. The charging port <laughs> is my church, and headphones are my minister. I wait for the movie that will save us from this hellscape. And and with that, I, I, I want to uh, thank uh, fellow survivor and friend Bennett for uh, preaching the evangel of uh, Blank's Bank. The one show Absolutely. Resurrection Powers. Anyone else who wants to um, write more prosaic thoughts um, uh, about what uh, life is like in uh, in the post-apocalypse, uh, please do feel free. Um, do you have another uh, I, Friends Fort survival mode? I did. I did reach a. Uh, I did receive a, a second Friends Fort survival mode, uh, in which uh, fellow survivor and friend of the show Lottie wrote in saying uh, that she wholeheartedly agrees with uh, my assessment of Princess Diaries and of the superiority of Princess Diaries too, uh, mm. and she's also looking forward to uh, us talking today about today's film. Ella Enchanted. Ella Enchanted. And in fact, that is um, some prophetic uh, mentioning of a uh, friend of the show, Lottie Haswell West, as Lottie Haswell West has suggested a new segment for the show. We discussed early on that we uh, didn't, we'd didn't we done history. And also, of course, history in post-apocalypse time uh, is irrelevant. Anyway, we'd, we, we did yeah. all of the historical context in Tom Hanks. And also, we don't like to think about the before times. No. Uh, uh, now here in the post-apocalypse. Uh, and we wanted uh, a, a, a section to replace historical context because uh why the fuck would we do any work for this podcast uh and dear friend of the podcast lottie haswell west has suggested i i we should come up i should have come up with the name of this uh but instead we just uh say what the number one song was in the uk on the week of this uh this film's release um now i really wish we were opening on a on a better song uh but uh apparently on uh, the uh 17th of December, 2004, when An Orange came out, uh, the number one in the UK was Kilimanjaro by The Baby Shambles, which you can listen to now. So yeah, I'd, I don't know about you guys, I'd never heard of that song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Wait, you've heard of that song? I had heard that song, not of the song, but I'd heard it you'd, in the background. You'd, you'd heard it. I have 
I can comfortably say I've heard lots of songs like that song that came out around about the same time. So I can understand why I guess it was uh, it was number one around the time. Um, I do want to say that two weeks later, uh, the Christmas number one in 2004 was I Have Forgiven Jesus by Morrissey, <laughs> which is a wild title for a song. Um, but thank you very much to Lottie Hazel West for suggesting that um, new segment. We will be listening to uh, number ones throughout the years of uh, Anne Hathaway's films as we proceed. Um, but uh, now we must, of course, give a little bit of film context about Ella Enchanted. And Alexander, that task falls to you this week. Uh, so this film opened uh, in America on the 11th of April 2004. Um, which I am always confused when a film, and this doesn't really happen anymore, but when a film comes out like eight months before it does in the UK, that is yeah. a commitment I do not understand. I don't like. I guess this is more of a Christmas movie. It works as a Christmas movie, so that's all fine. But sure, yeah, it has it has a Christmassy fun vibe. Yeah. It had a budget of about thirty one million dollars, uh, of which it did not really make that money back. It ended up making back uh, twenty seven million in the worldwide gross. That is a that is a. Like I know, I know we discuss them. But you always say, "Oh, it's not actually that big budget," but like that's a big budget for this kind of movie. Not like, necessarily. Like again, I, 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 what well, I reckon, Princess Diaries probably cost around thirty million too. Like, yeah, but you're paying for talent. You're paying for talent. Yeah, but right? like, yeah, but Princess Diaries had Julie Andrews in it. Yeah, but even then, like it's it's like well, I don't think Eric but, Idle is costing that much. Well, no, but like if you think about it, this film, well, this film doesn't get necessarily in. Um, like one big star. Even Anne Hathaway is like recognizable by this point. It's two thousand four. It's what three years after Princess Diaries. She's not. I I don't imagine her like quote is like ridiculous, ridiculous at this point. No. Um, although she is a princess, so maybe maybe that appealed into it. But it is things like you. Who do you have? You have Joanna Lumley, Eric Idle, uh, Carrie Ells, um. Hugh Dancy and I think his first big role. Yeah, um, like I imagine Joanna Lumley and Eric Idle were on set for this for like a day or two each. Uh, like they they really Joanna Lumley's in it a, a bit more than Eric Idle, but uh, yeah, Eric Idle shows up in multiple Stephen locations. Coogan. Yeah, it's Stephen Coogan's only Steve, voiceover though. He, yeah, he's the snake. He's his. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Steve. Coog- Ow! <laughs> your this is your <laughs> job. <laughs> no, 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 no! I just forgot he was the snake. I mean, that's that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'd like to think that half of this budget just went on that wooden staircase escalator. <laughs> oh, man, fantastic! What's not to love about it? Wooden staircase escalator. It's yeah. My my look, thirty million is really not much for a film. I, I know, like if you're below thirty million, you're beginning to go into like indie movie territory. In, like, yeah, but this feels like an indie movie to me, and also also it's two thousand and four. Like this, but yeah. My, so the like, green screen te- technology was much more expensive than Jamie. All right, we'll, we'll get into this. <laughs> the enough. green screens were way more expensive. Um, outside of that, uh, it was. So I'm just putting this up because I can't remember the exact director. It was directed by Tommy O'Haber, who won't have directed anything else. You know, uh, interesting in terms of writers. Uh, it did have a. And he said, uh, uh, one of the credited screenwriters was Cameron McCullough who also, uh, I think, wrote some films. I don't know, might know, uh, specifically Legally Blonde. She's a credited writer on Legally Blonde, um, (laughs) which is a great film. She's also credited on some not-so-great films, uh, specifically The House Bunny, which is uh, is a movie. Alexander, I don't know why, 
you uh, preface that as some films that Ellen might know, such as Legally Blonde, when very famously Legally Blonde was filmed at my school. I'm fairly <laughs> sure I have brought that up on this podcast before. It's like one of my favorite facts about myself, even though it's not really about me, but I like to take credit for it. Fair dues. Um, have you seen The Ugly Truth, Jamie? I have not seen The Ugly Truth. Because Karen is also credited for that. So so that's two slightly dodgy films. The House Bunny is deeply weird in every way. We should watch it at some point just for the shits. Um, and, but also 10 Things I uh, Hate About You, which is a great movie. And, uh, you know, is in the fun tradition of, uh, hey, let's do Shakespeare for teens, uh, which is super cool, all right? Shakespeare should always be done for teens. I love it. Give me some Romeo plus Juliet. Give me some 10 Things I Hate About You. What's not to love? Also, she's the man, which I believe she's also credited on. Um, outside of that, obviously, yep, as we talked, uh, cast of Hugh Dancy, uh, Eric Idle, Joanna Lumley, the person from Hot Fuzz who, with the annoying laugh. Uh, and so, you know, in Hot Fuzz, she gets murdered, beheaded. Spoilers. No. Okay. <laughs> Spoilers for that. Spoilers. Fucking she, she's in, she's in the Amdram production of Romeo and Juliet. She's having an affair oh, with. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, who is she in this then? She plays the uh, the dominant ugly stepsister. Oh, oh Lucy yes. Punch. Yes, yes, Lucy Punch, who Lucy Punch. Uh, Ellen has a very fun fact about. Uh, Lucy Punch, I believe, has played an ugly stepsister something like four times in her career because she really likes to lean into it. Which is weird, especially because in Hot Fuzz, she's very explicitly playing like an attractive character. Like Jamie, she's supposed Jamie, to be Jamie. the young, the she's young playing, attractive actress. She's playing small town hot. All right. Yeah. <laughs> whereas, whereas in Fairy Tale Land, she's yeah. she's like she's fucking small village two fairy tale. Small village Jamie, eight's Fairy Tale exactly. Land. Exactly, Jamie. It's a multicultural community. You have a Orthians. Uh, what's not to love? Okay. Um, but yeah, then that's the cast. Those are the fun facts about the production. Fun, fun facts. There are other than that, very little other fun facts. It is based on a uh, book. I think it has book. pretty much nothing to do with the book. They kind of invented a lot of the stuff including the kind of Cariel's villain character invented for the book um yeah but other than that not a, not a storied production produced by Miramax so if you uh you know if you ever thinking to yourself and uh, and some other people that we won't mention it's always fun watching a film from the early 2000s and then the producer credits pop up and you have to go oh, yeah. yeah he's always there uh Jamie, oh, fuck our Mir- Miramax is was owned by him I didn't know that I yeah, thought fun I, fact. I thought he pretty famously put his own name on most of these no. things originally he owned miramax and they sold miramax and then he started the the, the his the name other one. company yeah, with his, his brother his who also one. shares his name yeah there's two yeah. one there's two shit, no okay we're not yeah, gonna, no we don't say sh- shut the fuck up Al. quick play, play the number one again. Uh, again again in the uh the post-apocalypse uh it, it is a cursed word if you if you utter it five times he appears uh in jail yeah uh, also um, but however i can very much say that he uh, definitely is dead in the post-apocalypse he does not listen to this podcast we have been fighting actively uh to, to make sure that he doesn't listen to this podcast um so it is at this point uh, that we do Six Degrees of Tom Hanks. Of course, our uh, new segment for this show where we are trying to uh, vaguely connect this back to season one by playing the game Six Degrees of Separation, where you connect this film to another film using the means of different actors. Now, I'm going to tell you, Alexander, that this can be done in one step. I can do it in two... You... you uh, oh, no, no, sorry, no, I, no, no, not two, sorry. I, I can do it in... Well, connecting one of the actors' thing to another thing, but yeah. Yeah. No, two, two. Okay. Let's let's see if let's see what what I assume you've got the same one I do. So you you so, may. Right. Well, it's the same one. I have the character turns right. Carrie Elles is in. Uh, Carrie Elles stars in the Princess Bride, which is starring Robin Wright, who stars in Forrest Gump. 
Ah, no, uh, this can be done in one step. Eric Idle is in the Russells 2 Can't Buy Me Lunch with oh, man, that's Tom impressive. Hanks. Well played, well played. <laughs> you are great. Oh, I can believe very, the very happy. Um, uh, so I, I have bested you this week in our jewel of wits. I don't know. No one to, uh, whoever's managing our wiki, please keep a tally of this. Um, uh, but with that, we must move on to discuss this film, Ella Enchanted. Now, should should we should we discuss your connections with this film before or after we go through the plot? After. Um, uh, after. Okay. Unilateral decision from Alexander? <laughs> after. That's only because Al wants to get to his favourite part of the podcast as quickly as possible. Uh, so, Al, I will, I will uh, doff my cap to you, I guess. This film I begins, I as all good films should, Jamie, with Eric Idle doing some narration. That's right, guys. Do you ever wonder what happened to the remaining members of Monty Python who aren't John Cleese and are arseholes? They end up in movies like this. Uh, and are you, you know, suggesting what? that John Cleese is not an arsehole? Because I have some no, bad no, no, news no, no. for you. I'm interested <laughs> that Eric Idle is not an arsehole. Ah, that's fun. Is. Ah, yeah. okay, good. John Cleese. Um, so, yes. Leave alone. He's dead in the yes. post apocalypse. Yeah, so no, sad. he's he, yeah, he's dead in the post apocalypse. Eric Idle is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Idle will listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, I wish he would tweet about it more as well. Fucking Taylor, Eric, come on. Come on, guys. Get out there on the Twitter. All right. Um, uh, so, very importantly, of course, uh, they are in Frell. Uh, Frell is fairy tale land. It looks like Ireland. It's probably Ireland. You know, it is Ireland. Yes, yeah. There we noticed go. this when you look at the credits. Uh, every fucking production assistant <laughs> has the most Irish ass name you've ever seen. I have listened to the. Um, the commentary for this movie possibly more times than I have seen this movie and a recurring theme is them talking about the midges in Ireland oh, the midges. how badly they were affected by midges thank you well, we, 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 we will turn to you again for any uh, fun <laughs> thanks, behind the scenes thanks. facts because clearly you've, you've, Ellen, you've done more film context whoa, whoa, research the, than Al has whoa 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 Ellen has done more film research there than <laughs> any of us ever have okay very specifically if you've ever listened to the commentary Jamie speak now for how long you please <laughs> right, but I shan't be shamed uh, yeah so uh, of course uh, Frail Magical Land very talking set up very early on it's a story about love and obedience because uh, you know let's talk about consent to kids uh, uh so... also pointed out something to me that happens early on in this film so we have um eric idol narrating he's setting all this up uh and then it's focusing in on uh anne hathaway's house where she is being born as a baby um where she's being born. <laughs> it's a very it's a very i just want to make girl. it she yeah, is I... being birthed. yeah i want to make it clear that she's, she's not breaching. coming out fully formed <laughs> um <laughs> But yes, yeah, so um, after his uh, narration, he ro- rocks up on a bike and finishes off his um, uh, narration and then throw, what does he throw at the a house? A newspaper. He throws a newspaper at the house like he's uh, the, the paper boy uh, and falls off his bike while he does it. It's sort of slowly panning away from him, so you can only see him at the bottom of the screen. But they uh, they just kept that in. Well, um, fun fact, Eric Idle cannot ride a bike. <laughs> that it's a complete lie but you know you never know so in the world of Frell of course Ella is just born she's a baby she has a mum very happy she has a house fairy I'm gonna get into this it's weird I'm sure uh, who's played by Mini Driver I forgot Mini Drivers that's yeah. where the money's going Jamie Mini Driver all on Mini Driver um, so yeah so this fairy bestows a no no um, no, no, no. 
Mini Driver does nothing, all right? Mini Driver is shit at being a fairy. God, Jamie, it's like you haven't even watched this film a thousand times. Specifically, Mini Driver doesn't bestow any wish, all right? She's not that powerful. There is one step above Do I not know who Mini Driver is? Oh, the house. Okay, the house. Yes, the ha- Okay, right. Yeah, no, I was just mixing up characters. Sorry. Um, I don't know who Mini Driver yeah. is, clearly. Uh, I thought uh, wow, uh, Mini Jamie, Driver go was away the fairy godmother. No, uh, Mini Driver, of course, uh, the person with dem apples. All right, you know how's you like mm-hmm. damn apples? Oh man, you got to go watch. Uh, you'd like you'd actually really enjoy watching Goodwill Hunting. Go watch. I've Good seen Goodwill Hunting. Hunting. Right, she's I, the girl in Goodwill Hunting, Jamie. Okay, Mini, thank Mini you. Driver. I lo- okay, great. Fantastic actress. Anyway, so of course she's not called Belinda, the good witch. Lucinda. Lucinda. There we go. Lucinda, who is a fairy godmother, Jamie, but the worst fairy godmother okay. in this entire goddamn universe shows up. And the people are like, we need to hire Ella. They give gifts in this universe. We need to get into this in a sec. But we don't want Lucinda to give this gift to Ella. You know, she bestows like a, a blessing upon them. Now, this is important. And Ellen, I need to know what you think. Does everyone in this universe get blessed by fairies? Yeah. Is it just the children of nobility? Because we hear about no other blessings. Yeah, th- yeah. this was my main fucking thing about this. I was so confused. No, no. Like, can, can we attribute anything to any of the other characters we think might be their secret their secret curse or blessing? Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, Hugh does, but, Hugh does, Hugh does he's, Hugh does he's <laughs> See, you got those leather trousers. Exactly. <laughs> but, he was given the gift of like, leather. It's great. It's not like... It's not like everyone else would have to keep it secret. If it if it, if everyone knows that this happens to her, then they wouldn't have to keep it secret. She only has to keep her secret very specifically because what hers is. So, yeah. f- right off the bat, yes, this part is confusing. But she she basically is uh, Lucinda is a bit pissed off. She won't stop crying because uh, you know she's a baby. Uh, so Lucinda is like, I'm going to give you the gift of obedience. Stop crying, and then we get the first of three million sound effects. So like, swing. Mm-hmm. Which is their little, the, the, yeah, it's the the wish. When whenever someone gives an order, there's yeah. a little swing sound effect, uh, yeah. or like a. If, what, how would you describe this sound effect? Yeah, like a sh- a swing, like a, a like a like a, like a magical sort of. Yeah, I, I'm just worried that swing twinkle. sounds a little too sexual. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like a little twinkle, um, and uh, that is what is used to uh, denote that someone has given her an order, and therefore she must follow it. Uh, so we get a little montage of her early childhood. And, you know, there are a couple hijinks here and there. Someone says to her, okay, dig in into the cake and uh, at her birthday party and start shoving it in her face. Oh, silly. And then someone else is bullying her at school and she says, bite me. And then, oh, she bites her because she was ordered to. Uh, and then her mum dies. Uh, so Sometimes. fun little happy montage. And then her mum is on her deathbed. Uh, and it's like, hey, I'm dying. Um... I'm going to give you an order that I'm sure is never going to cause you any issues ever in your life. Uh, you can never tell anyone about this really weird specific thing that happens to you. You're never allowed to. Sorry. I'm doubt skis. I'm dead. I hope this doesn't come back to bite you. Um, and uh, yeah, so her mum dies. And then we get uh, adult Anne Hathaway. Uh, she has got a little pendant that her mum gave her on her deathbed. Um, and she is she is all grown up now. Uh, and she goes to 
No. What so, no, so her, her aunt and her aunt's on her way. Yeah. So well, no, it's not her aunt. No, not aunt. About? No, yes, no, sorry. Sorry, I'm I'm just okay, right, I, Jamie, I promise Jamie. I did watch this. No, I promise right. I watched this movie. I normally get in real trouble for being on the phone while I watch movies and Ellen would have murdered me if I did that. I promise I watched this movie. So I just get things mixed up sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Ella was told as a child, uh, by the way, this happens. She didn't they didn't tell her for years. She was like six or seven when she found out that she was cursed. But sure. Yeah. Always cool. Um, and she shows up. Her dad's like, by the way, I'm a traveling watch salesman. Hilarious. Um, I also, I've married someone new. And she's like, oh, that's, uh, you know, shocking, but okay, fine. Dad goes, cool, your new mum and your new step-siblings are coming. Uh, let's see them at the door. And, of course, it is Joanne Lumley uh, and the other people, the, the person you mentioned earlier. Um, yes, uh, Lucy Lucy Punch. I don't uh, know what the other one. Who's who's the the main ugly stepsister? That is uh, the the archetype that they are playing. That is yeah. not the uh, adjective that I am ascribing to these poor ladies. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, there's there's two of them. Uh, one who's like the the main one, and How then like the, the yeah, and they've then got the, a kind of pinky in the brain thing. Yeah, going like on. like a doofus a doofus stepsister <laughs> as well. Um, <laughs> And uh, immediately uh, they uh, start ordering her about uh, yeah. and are like, this this room won't do. Show us your room. And, oh, give God, me your room. Show them. Give me your room. Oh, God. Okay. And then uh, give me your necklace. And then she does. <gasps> um, and, and, it's a transgression, uh, Jamie. It's a transgression. Yeah. Anne Hathaway's like, don't do it. Don't do it. She's like, give it to me. And she yeah. gives it over. Um, um, so, yeah, she's, she's, she's not super happy about that. Uh, and then what happens next, Ellen? Because you were very happy to point this out. Oh yes, they're at community college, yeah. and this is the second time in in, in Anne Hathaway's oeuvre that we have <laughs> that we have seen her in debates class. That is yeah, true. Uh, Ellen was very happy to tell me this, like we didn't also watch Princess <laughs> Diaries together. Jamie, uh, it, in which... it's very important, and it will come up again. I don't know. I don't know if it does ever come up again. No, no it does not. But, um, but yeah, no, so she's but in she's debate class, at debate here. Um, and. Uh, if if you thought this weird ass kids movie wasn't gonna have a really strong political message, oh, you're God. in for a ride. Jamie. So immediately it comes in and it's and and basically Anne Hathaway is like, by the way, uh, like ogres, white supremacy basically. Ogres and elves are treated as subjugated uh, people in this society. That's like really not great. Um, and then ugly stepsister comes in and she's like, um, but. They do all the work for us. Like, if I wasn't able to, if they weren't able to do all of the work, how would I get shoes? If and everyone is like, you know what? That's a pretty strong argument, to be honest. I do like shoes. Yeah, that's true. Um, they are like, I do like this free slave labor. It does prop up our economy artificially. And you know what? We're going to do it. Yeah, the guys, but the, the, there are two massive political themes of this movie. Uh, one of which is white supremacy, the other which is consent. Consent, and yeah. Made for kids. And it yeah, this is... like immediately when like the whole idea was she does whatever she's told. I was like, that's a fucking dicey ass concept for a movie. Uh, but fortunately, it doesn't ever delve too far into um, uh, any really uh, uh, weird ass territories. Yeah. Um, uh, the the debate ends because um, ugly stepsister just goes, "Oh, say you're an idiot and you're wrong," uh, and then she goes, "I'm an idiot and I'm wrong." And then the teacher's like, well, if you're not going to take this seriously, I guess you're going to fail this class. Um, and then we cut to meet um, Carrie Elwes, who we saw, well, didn't see, but heard recently in uh, The Cat Returns. He played uh, the Baron in The Cat Returns? Yeah. Played the Baron in The Cat Returns. Whoa, 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 Jamie, Jamie, put some respect on that name. He plays number one in my 
Anne Hathaway boyfriend catalogue. All right, that, that's okay. very important. I, 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 yeah, we, but we'll get there. Put I did not put respect on, on his name. I said his name. <laughs> if I'd got it wrong, I would have understood. But he is called the Baron. Really chest um, so yeah, he is. He is um, the uncle of Hugh Dancy, who is yeah. the uh, king to be. Uh, the king has died. Um, and uh, the uncle is uh, helping Hugh Dancy in the transition yeah. uh, and building the towards the coronation, which is yeah. uh, due to happen um, soon. Um, Hugh Dancy uh, is the um, the heartthrob of the nation. His name is Prince Prince Charmant. Charmant. Prince Charmant. Yes. Prince Charmander. Prince Char. Uh, so Prince Charmander. Char, um, Char. <laughs> uh, and uh, all the ladies go crazy for that Hugh Dancy uh, in mm. leather leather trousers. Um, and so he gets into town and everyone's there going, Oh my God, Prince Charmander! Do Ember! Or whatever. Um, Don't let and, your tail go out! <laughs> and... Um, Anne Hathaway uh, turns up with "Say No to Ogre Side." Stop the giant land grab. <laughs> um, with her friend from school, who I can't remember the name Arita. of. Arita. Arita. Honestly, Arita. Jamie. Arita. Arita. I don't know. It might be the right. It's pronounced an American yeah. accent, so it sounds yeah. like. Arita. So it's, prob- Arita. it's probably Arita. Um, uh, and yeah, they're both there protesting, uh, but then the uh, stepsister is like, "Fuck off, go home." And she's like, "Okay, I'll go home." Uh, okay, I'm cursed, so I have to go home. Bye, Arita. <laughs> oh, 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 I can't, I can't ever like make good excuses for the things I'm told yeah, to do. Yeah. I just well, immediately go. So, Guess I'm going now. At, at the beginning of the film, there's a segment where like Erica was talking about how she tried to like get better at like dealing with this and like you know following the orders, but in her own way. And she never does that for the rest of the movie. It is, <laughs> it is for the rest of the movie. She just solely um, does exactly as she's told. But yeah, so she she uh, hops off and then. Uh, a, uh, you seem to really like this this line. So what does oh, one of the ladies yeah, from the one crowd? Of, one of the girls from the Prince Char fan club says, "Hey, Prince Char, are you a fast runner?" And he goes, "Not particularly. No. Why?" <laughs> <laughs> and then they just like launch on him. Yeah, he, he just gets, <laughs> and he's he gets bum rushed, yeah. um, and he's he he sprints uh, out of there. Uh, and happens to come across Anne Hathaway. Runs into her. Um, then we get the Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the <laughs> Ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, Shot. <laughs> except these ladies are the dumbest fucking people I've ever seen. They just keep on running. We haven't seen him any time recently, but I guess he's got to keep down going on down here. So they run past. Um, and then uh, Hugh Dancy is just shocked that Anne Hathaway isn't um, just foaming at the mouth <laughs> at the, the mere presence of him. Um, because he's he's a prince and he's a wanker. Don't worry, he's, got he's eventually trousers. not going to be a wanker. That's the, that's the the journey of the film. Jamie, again in the political undertones of the film, he gets woke. All right, he, he gets does get woke. woke. Um, but yeah, they they have a little meet cute, and he's like, oh, no, I can't believe you don't love me. And she's like, well, you're a bit of a wanker. You're you're a symbol for white supremacy. Um, and then I she don't tries date to leave. White <laughs> that's how she changes. Um, yes. Um, so she <laughs> she tries to leave. He's like, wait. Uh, and because you know, shling, and then uh, he, she has to start to say that. Um, <laughs> and I believe he's. It did sound like he got no action. Like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. He's like, okay. wait, shooing. But basically, she then can't. He says, don't he move. He goes to get her 
purse spot on her. She's yeah. left her purse. Like now, a bit of show context. Apparently, that is like ADR'd in the word that they say there is satchel, but they decided to change it in post because they didn't think Americans would know what a satchel was. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, all American listeners, you fucking morons. <laughs> Hollywood thinks you are no, no, two bit idiots. Um, uh, but yeah, so he says, uh, wait right there. Uh, and so she's, she's rooted to the spot. She can't move. And there is, there is a man going hog wild on his cart and horse. I have never se- I don't know what he's late to, but fuck me, is it important? Because he is just beating the shit out of this horse um, and, uh, uh, and racing towards uh, Anne Hathaway. He's also clearly blinded to anything in the middle of the road. Uh, and she's calling out for Prince Charmant. She's like, well, hello. Hello, I can't do anything. Zoom, zoom, uh, and then he uh, rugby, the, rugby tackles her uh, out the way. Uh, and it's like, oh, what the fuck are you doing, you dumbass idiot? Um, she's and like, she's like, I, don't, no, I totally would have got out of the way. I was going to do it, but I totally you would just have done did it, it first. Uh, at this point, Hattie and Ethel uh, show up, and they're like, yo, bitch, leave. We're going to marry this man. And in my, actually, my so at which point, uh, Ella leaves. And in my uh, favourite exit in the entire movie, um, she's like, oh, no, I'm the one you want. And... Uh, he dances like yeah no um bye and just like sprints <laughs> off like flailing like come at the frog is all like phoebe and friends like doing running he just kind of runs out of the seat, like, look Ugh. he did he did tell those girls that he's not that good at running yeah. it, it's part of his character mm-hmm. this is just consistent that's now. his curse <laughs> he just runs a little bit flaily um <laughs> Um, I give you the power of flailing. Um, so next day they're at the market. Um, there are apparently a great, a load of great funny names to shops that I was told off for not looking yeah. at. Um, uh, and um, she's with her friend, and her friend's like, "Oh my god, you met Prince Charmant? That's that's cool." And he's like, ah, "Well, nah, he's a white supremacist." Um, and then the uh, sisters. I'll never uh, date a white supremacist. I swear it. I will never date a guy who has been involved in white supremacy. Um, uh, uh, this is also the point at which there is, as Alan said, a wooden staircase that acts as an elevator, which is fantastic. good fun. Great um, But yeah, the uh, the sisters are there, uh, and they're like, "I've no. Have you noticed a weird thing about uh, her?" And the dumb one says something Whoa. dumb. She goes, oh, she, she says no, and then he says, she says, have you noticed that the sun comes up in the morning and goes down at night? And then, and then she goes, that's because of Ella. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and uh, so she, they call, they call Ella over, uh, and then they're like, take this. Uh, and she, she, she just steals shit, and then they do that with like three things, and then they go run because whoa, 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 uh, God, oh. take this potion and that apple. And those glass slippers, and they are some fancy ass Cinderella glass slippers, Jamie. Yeah, right. I, I did. Like, there's, there's obviously it's a fairy tale land. There's a lot of illusions. There's way more illusions to Cinderella than like any other fairy wait, wait, tale. Wait, 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 Jamie, you're saying that in a film called Ella Enchanted, there's a lot of illusions to Cinderella. Okay, okay. I was making. I thank you, thank you, Alexander. I kept on making the point that this film is Cinderella, and and Ellen was just like, no, it's just. You know, a couple set dressings. I'm like, this film's just fucking Cinderella. She doesn't have any woodland animal friends. That is true. Wait, no, whoa, that's, whoa, Snow whoa, White. Whoa, whoa, whoa. that's Snow White. She has the whoa, elf she buddy. Has she's got a little, she's that got turn a little... into a carriage. Yeah, oh, she has she her elf buddy. Her okay. elf buddy's a woodland creature. 
Okay, her elf is no, not a creature. No, and also, importantly, no, he's a human with thoughts okay. and feelings who okay. wants to be a lawyer. Okay, but a mouse <laughs> is not a wooden creature. Uh, the mouse is from Cinderella. It's like a household okay, creature. Okay, it's a, a domestic creatures. rodent. Yes, there's a sheer lack of domestic rodents, and this is what what, what sets you. it apart all, from Cinderella. Whoa, whoa, whoa! All I'm just saying is, I'm sure we have you know more genetically in common with a mouse than we do with a, a woodland elf. All right, I'm just throwing this out there. We have no proof we're vaguely related to them, and we should treat anyway. Them okay, okay, Al, Al. The message of this movie <laughs> is that elves are people too. <laughs> Did you finish watching this movie or do you turn it off 50 minutes in? <laughs> um, okay, we are 20 minutes into this movie and this podcast is going sure. on so for So moving along swiftly. Um, um, yeah, she she runs away she from the police but eventually gets caught. Yeah, she frees, so, someone says freeze and she freezes in midair and no one questions this again. Like, this is just a normal... Everyone's just like, oh, okay, cool. Um, and they get back home and Joanna Lumley is like, who did this? Uh, and uh, the, the ugly stepsister is like, Tell her it was your friend Anita. And she's like, fuck. She caught me out. Fuck. She did that thing that, that oh, oh, I've been rat, I've been, I'm trying to say rat assed again. Uh, um, uh, I've been caught out again. Uh, and then uh, John Lumley goes, oh, I knew that Anita was no good for you. You've got to go and be the, be racist to her. Yeah. <laughs> tell, her to- tell her you could never be friends with a filthy Aeorthian, which is yeah. just like, what the fuck? Yeah, so um, so yeah. then uh, Anne Hathaway is filthy, just yeah. goes to the front door. Anita is there. She is just filthily racist to her. Tells yeah. her she can't be friends while with her. Crying. Uh, uh, while crying. Uh, and then we do not see that girl until the very end of the film. Uh, and it annoys me. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get on to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, she's been forced to cast her friend away. And so she goes to her fairy friend. Uh, and it's like, look, I know I've had this curse for 18 years, but this is the being racist is the worst thing that this uh, curse has made racist. me do. Um, uh, how do so I stop I've being got, racist? How do I stop being racist? Uh, and she's like, okay, well, you could try and go find your um, uh, your fairy godmother. She could maybe stop it. Uh, also, by the way, I've got a magic book. Uh, I've got a magic book. Uh, it's kind of like a man in the mirror, except it's a book this time. Yeah, it's her um, ex-boyfriend. It's her current boyfriend, Benny. All right, Benny was her <laughs> boyfriend been like that for twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> twenty years um, trapped in that book. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, so he's a, he's a magical book that she can talk to, but can also uh, like ask for things to be presented. So she can ask for maps. She can ask for like yeah. show me where uh, Jacinda is. Uh, although he can show her. Jacinda. Just Lucinda. Lucinda. Um, no, show me where the Prime Minister of New Zealand Prime is. <laughs> I must know where that magical human is. Um, uh, but yes, he can show like he can show like a a fixed camera image of her, but cannot tell her where that fixed camera is. Um, yeah. So she goes off on her adventure. Uh, on her way out, uh, she does um, give some poison ivy to give some poison ivy to uh, to yeah. uh, the wicked stepmother and uh, the, the sure. horrible stepsisters. At this and whatever. point. She goes in the woods uh, yep. and she meets uh, not a human, is an elf. They're different. This is why race, uh, like race allegories using different species kind of don't work because racism in humans, you know, black people aren't a different species. Elves are. There's a difference here. But anyway. <laughs> so, so, so wait, you are advocating that we are allowed to hate elves. No, well, I, I'm just saying that like, it's not a, like they are used often in race metaphors and they are not good for race metaphors because they don't track. It is not a tracking thing. Um, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Elves are fine. But if you're afraid of ogres <laughs> who eat people, that is, you know, 
kind of I, I guess I okay I guess I guess the ogres explicitly are do pose uh, a a imminent danger to most people yeah. in this film and the giants um, as we'll get to could rise up and seize all the lands if they wish yes yes the, the yeah. militia. um, um yes yeah, so uh, why, why do the giants the yeah. largest of the species not just eat the other five so um uh, so yeah meet, meet her elf and her elf and is tied up by some humans because uh they are elf racist um and uh the uh the elf starts going kick him in the butt now karate chop him then round roundhouse kick kick. Uh, and uh and hathaway beats the fuck out of these dudes or about out of one of these dudes and then the other guy goes wow this lady's wicked (laughs) that chick is crazy (laughs) that chick is crazy we gotta get out of here where am i from um uh, and then they they leave, and she's met her old friend, uh, and um, her old friend immediately hits on her, uh, just straight away. Um, is like, hey, let's go get a drink, um, which is like, it's not the way round it should be. You just got saved. Like the hero is supposed to come in and go, haha, I'm a heroic person. How about we go get a drink sometime? Not the the weakling little victim go, thanks for saving me. Am I hot enough to date? Um, but anyway, uh, they have a little um, uh, back and forth, and then uh, they go to uh, go grab a drink. Uh, yeah. They're going into an elf town. Uh, he really doesn't. He doesn't want to be alerted. Uh, and he's like, she's like, why not? Why, like, why we got to sneak in on? aren't these like your friends and you say yeah but you know how like elves have to immediately perform a song and dance every time they see someone oh hey we got visitors and then they do a whole song and dance uh with some some, some interesting cg interesting cg and uh green screens at this point um uh, but they finally make it into the inn um, they they ward off the uh, the street performers who keep on trying to sing at their uh, oh, their so table. All these elves, Jamie. There's there's yeah. singing and dancing. There's yeah. the, the uh, and and she's like, what? But you're an elf. How come you don't love your fellow elves? Uh, and he's like, look, I don't want to sing. I don't want it. It's like the reverse of like every other inspirational story. Yeah. I don't want to sing or dance. I want to be a lawyer. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he, he aspires to be a lawyer, but of course, elves, uh, what, what is it? It's like, they can't do any jobs Elven that aren't... restriction, um, singing, dancing, and or, or tomfoolery, um, are the only things that elves can do in this land. And, uh, Elra's like, oh, fuck, I'm a woke socialist. I, that's not, I, I'm now realizing even more so that racism is wrong. Uh, maybe we should go to the king and and so I've I've met the, the like, prince. He seems pretty chill. Uh, yeah. I reckon if I show him my boobs, he'd probably like stop being they, racist. They mention the word segregation one too many times in this film. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> the word segregation is thrown around a lot. Um, at this point, Benny finds about uh, sorry, uh, Scranlan finds out about Benny the book because uh, Benny keeps insulting Scranlan, uh, and Scranlan decides to come on the journey with Ella. Uh, they kind of start going through the woods again. It's all cool. Yeah, uh, they, they run into uh, some ogres. Ogres who are like, "Hey, uh, how about we eat you?" Uh, now, and Jamie, she's like, "Fuck." Yeah. In a film about racism, if there are just these people living in the woods who just are trying to eat you, all right? I don't think that actually happens in the real world. Okay, I'm throwing I... it out there. The metaphor falls apart at this point. At the point where there is one, like, race of mythical beings here who are like, well, I just want to eat you, but also be nice to me because I ate people. It's like, okay, you, this was a choice. Um, So they then... Get like, I know, she, she gets, gets into suspended. a pot. She, they tell her to get into the pot. She gets in the pot. 
Uh, and then the Hugh Dancy turns up and saves her again. Um, uh, he uh, has a sword to one of the ogre's throats and he's like, oh, it'd be real nice if you were like pretty chill about this. Uh, and he's like, yeah, but you killed my dad. And he's like, no, we were pretty chill with your dad. Like, it was pretty fine. And then your yeah, dad died ate, and everything got worse. Like, I don't know if you know, but people. racism has only been a thing for the last, like, 15 days since your dad died. Dude, uh, it was dad pretty died, chill like, before ago. that. Oh, is yeah, it? it's implied that it's been quite, a, like, a long time. Yeah. Oh, is the, un- is the uncle just been leading until... Yeah. Oh, yes, the uncle did raise him. Until such a right. point. So the yes. uncle's just been lead like so, what, what's that called like king regent, regent until he yeah, yeah. Until, Jamie, until he comes to age yeah just as in the princess diaries uh he you know he, carrie Ells is being uh julie andrews here yes right, he's so after the country um until, until so sorry I, I was wrong uh racism is 10 years old uh in yeah. in this film um and uh yeah so he's like look fine uh, i'll be nice to you this one time uh and then he and um uh, Anne hathaway ride off on their horses together uh, and he's like, oh, you know, I'm just a dumb little himbo. There's nothing I can do about all of these horrible problems. And she's like, you're literally going to be the fucking king, you dickhead. And he's like, oh, that's a good point, I guess. Oh, I guess uh, I, I guess I can solve racism, but do I want like, to? Like, I really don't. Like, like I'm all so this privilege is, like, nice. really benefiting me right now. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, oh. Uh but then they go to uh, meet the giants, uh, which, as we mentioned, is it is it the giants next? Yeah, sure. Next. So the giants yes. are in plantations. So they have yes, just, yes. They just got they're working on the plantations. There are lots of them. They're yeah. huge. Uh, there's 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 yeah they they they're huge. Uh, there's there's like three tiny dudes uh, who are just like um, uh, yeah you got you better do this job and not crush me. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, w- this film would have been much more satisfying if the giants had like an Ents from Lord of the Rings level, just like, oh, how about we just fucking go ham? Um, people. it's, um, um, yeah, normally I feel normally in like media giants are either like very separated from humans because otherwise they kill them all. Um, they're kind of like in a Harry Potter style thing where they're just dumb and kill each other. So they're not yeah. really a threat to humans. Like they're, they're a threat if they get organized, but they won't get organized. Whereas in this, they are dumb. sentient. They are pretty smart. And like, they seem like they have tools, which means they yeah. can probably forge weapons, giant weapons, big enough to kill lots of people at once. Yeah, yeah, and maybe yeah. The, 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 fact that, the fact that the giants don't already rule this land. I think that you're supposed to understand they're a bunch of hippies, so they were, they're like peaceful and that they're <laughs> and, and like pacifistic and that they wouldn't rise up. So they're okay with this. And, the, and this is why Woodstock failed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, uh, Hugh Dancy is like, fuck, slavery looks real bad. I Shit, own slaves? Man. I oh. own thousands and thousands of slaves as king? Shit. Oh, that sucks. Uh, okay, I guess oh. I'll go chat to the chat to the giants. Uh, so they go to a giant pub, uh, and Hugh Dancy meets up with someone. What's a wedding? Like, is it a wedding? Jamie, yeah, that's the whole conceit of the first bit of the yeah. So the first bit yeah, of the film, oh my god. I, I remembered oh that it was a, a, a celebrate. I just didn't realize it was a fucking wedding. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's Lucinda. Lucinda at the beginning of the film is shown to be buying something from a crockery barn for a wedding registry. Right. So they know she's going to a giant wedding because it's in a very big crockery barn. 
and they go into the wedding of these giants. This is this is why okay. they sing. This is why the alcohol. I I just that was, yeah. Oh, this is why they sing. This is why alcohol. Those are also true of a bar. Like it's very reasonable that without missing with missing that one bit of context, I could have just thought this was a bar. Get off my dick. I will fight you. Uh, so they're at a wedding apparently, um, and uh, he chats to one bloke, uh, and you know. What? His name was Cooperduck. His name is Cooperduck. Uh, do, do you want to say that slightly louder and no, into the I'm microphone? No, because I'm not confident I'm saying it right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I say it mumbly enough, then you go, yeah, okay. That's, that's fantastic podcast <laughs> etiquette there. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, it's, like when, it's like when you're yeah, writing in a French exam. <laughs> when you're writing a French exam in school and you're not sure which if it's like a grab accent or an acute accent, so you just do it like a sort of Solid line. line. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he meets up with uh, Cooperduck, apparently. Uh, and he's like, hey, I want to have a chat. Look, I'm going to be king soon. Uh, this slavery shit, not ideal. Uh, so let's have a chat. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, the... Um, Ella's trying to find... Ella's Lucinda. trying to find uh, uh, Lucinda uh, and failing. Uh, yeah. And then we do get, as you say, uh, the, the best part of the film, um, which is uh, when... Was so- someone else was booked to sing, weren't they? I think they tried to get Slannon to sing because yes. Oh, he's an yes. Elf. yes, because he's an elf. Yes, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and he's too, like, Jamie. I'm so not a not... singer. I am a proud lawyer. Jamie, it's not um, just the white humans who are racist. They're all racist. Okay? They're all racist to elves. Okay, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, and Ella is like, no, 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 he don't do that. Um, if you do have any legal disputes, uh, let's <laughs> he could he could help you out with that. Uh, and so they're like, okay, you sing instead. And she's like. Oh, they asked me got, to. They got, they got, they got my one weakness. Shit. Organs. Um, oh, I, I would really suck if I was an amazing singer right now. <laughs> uh, and so uh, we get a criminally underused talent uh, of Anne Hathaway. Obviously, it also wins her an Oscar in Les Mis. Yeah. But outside of those two, uh, doesn't turn up that much. Uh, but she starts to rock out to... Um, Queens. Uh, somebody, somebody to love. love. Somebody to love. Uh, uh, which uh, Ellen did reveal... Because of this movie is now my go-to karaoke song. <laughs> go hard or go home. A great song and implies in universe the existence of Queen. All right, in French, <laughs> that's great. Um, so yeah, she uh, she starts rocking the fuck out to this song. Uh, at some point, they say dance as well, so she starts doing a dance solo. All of the giants, which are radically changing size between shots every single yeah. time uh, are getting really into it one of the giants is giving fucking Slannon, uh, it's Slannon, Heidi Klum <laughs> Heidi Klum yeah, apparently Klum. I thought it was Heidi Klum is, uh, yeah. is giving uh, Slannon the fucking eyes and now, you didn't know where the money was going Jamie it's going straight into Heidi Klum's pocket right? and, and look a giant Heidi Klum yeah. do, do they made we... her that big for this <laughs> <laughs> now do we want to discuss uh, how this relationship between Slannon and Heidi Klum would practically work I don't but good for him it's like when you see a dog that's made that's like a, yeah. obviously a crossbreed of two radically different sized dogs <laughs> um so yeah she she rock rocks the fuck out uh and then um falls into uh hugh Nancy's arms uh and they they have a cuddle and she's um, like maybe white supremacists are hot maybe. <laughs> um, um and then uh they they're they're sat uh afterwards having having a lovey dovey yeah. chat being like it's a nice chat cute. And they're, they're basically they're like, having a meet you he's well. being hot she's being hot their they're teeth both like look great yeah. their teeth their teeth do look phenomenal in this scene as as ellen pointed out to me um and then he goes 
Uh, is, it, is it? Is this where he says kiss me? No. Yeah. There, well, at the end of it. Yeah, so there, there are two bits, I think. So, like, one is he's like, why don't you come back to my castle? We've got this big hall of records. It can help you find your fairy godmother. She's yeah. like, sure, sounds great. Love it. Thanks, babe. I don't think he says kiss me. I think she he says stay. And she's like, okay, they, I'll they, stay. They absolutely kiss at this scene. point. Yeah, then 100%. Because no. there, there is a, there point, is, there is a point. bit, I think, a little bit earlier. Like She's like, oh, I've got to go. I can't find my fairy godmother yeah, yeah. here. And then like, that's, like, that's before she sings, I think. Yeah. And, yeah. Yes, that's before she sings. Sure. That's right. The stay he's, is before she sings. And I, and I now like it, it's, he's like, stay. And then she, he, she's like, okay. And he's like, well, you don't you don't have to stay if you don't want to. Like, stay. I, I want you to stay. Yeah. But, like, you don't have to. Which is quite nice because the first time anyone in the movie has asked consent for yeah. anything. Um, And so uh, I I believe it is this point where he says, kiss me. If it's not, it's later. Whatever. But the, he says, kiss me. Uh, and, then, and then, but there, there's... I I I I the, I'll do my best. Instead of going swing, it sort of goes. Shwing. So it's like it's like she kind of wants to do it. It's, it's like it's not an. And then after they kiss, he was like, "That's that wasn't an order, by the way." And she's like, "I know." And oh. he's, he's, he's cute. It's cute. It's cute. It was the one time where that sound effect didn't annoy me because it it was like, "Oh, you've actually been building to something here." Um, uh, and yeah, so they uh, they then go to uh, the worst fucking looking citadel I've ever seen in my life. Um, the CG Lightning is Village. very bad um, uh, at this point. Um, but yeah, they they arrive and um, there's uh, some uh, some girls getting uh, getting a tour of the uh, the castle, I believe. Uh, and another one of your favourite lines. <laughs> Ladies, ladies, stop tonguing the foyer. <laughs> uh, so yes, they, they they are licking the floor because uh, because uh, Charmant was on it, um, uh, and then she's like, "Okay, come on, let this is including the ugly stepsisters." Uh, she's like, "Come on, I'll take you to his shower," and then the dumb stepsister is like, "Oh, do you reckon he showers naked?" Woo! And they all fucking cream their pants. Um, uh, and yeah, so they are they are there. They are going to talk to um, Carrie Elwes as well as go to the to the records room. Uh, and uh, Hugh Dancy goes up to Carrie Elwes and he's like, oh, "Dude, have you seen these slaves we've got? This is crazy." And he's like, "Ah, yes, yes, we will." We will discuss the slaves later. <laughs> and we he's like, slaves. okay, daddy. <laughs> we're like, yeah, he's like, he does, he's like, yeah, we, we own slaves. And Carrie is like, wait, we we own slaves? No, no, no. Jim owns slaves and, and Mark <laughs> owns slaves, but we don't own slaves. No, 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 no. Everyone else does that. Yeah. Uh, and so um, uh, she goes off to the um, records room. Uh, and Hugh Dancy reveals to his uncle that he's going to ask uh, Anne Hathaway to marry him. This woman, he's known for, uh, oh, nigh no. on 48 hours. But here's, here's my thing. I have a problem with this. Since, for example, I watched The Holiday yesterday, um, which is, a, a, you know, an enjoyable film, but which, like, is very, like, middle-of-the-road rom-com. I, like, I don't think you would like it, Jamie, for instance. And in The Holiday, spoilers, like, at the end, they people decide to, like, radically change their life for someone they met 14 days ago. And it's in the real world, and that, therefore, like has some like you, you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit harder whereas in a fantasy world like this and someone's like i want to marry this girl i kissed yesterday i'm fine with that you know maybe it was a long journey to come from the the, the slave the plantations it's almost like i was making a joke alan no, need no. <laughs> I need to analyze everything jb i need to analyze um it all. so yeah he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna marry her and uh, the uncle's like oh 
That's that's unfortunate. And then he uh, we haven't discussed this. Then he talks to his snake. Um, yeah, th- this guy literally has a talking snake, and no one is like, oh, I think this guy might be a little bit evil. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There's snakes everywhere, isn't it? Man's got a snake. Yeah, like <laughs> man's got a snake. The snake talks. Man's yeah, got a snake. like maybe perhaps the, we, the snake yeah. has the voice of Alan Partridge. It's- <laughs> <laughs> um, very disappointed because the uh, the existence of the talking snake implies they're also talking woodland creatures but they just don't show uh, up exactly hence <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah he he hatches a plan he's gonna marry off um, uh, what's his fate uh, marry off um, Hugh Dancy to the ugly stepsister the ugly stepsister is like oh okay absolutely by the way Ella will do anything you say uh, and he's like that's interesting I'm going to go and commit some war crimes. <laughs> um, uh, and so he goes to the um, records room uh, where where Ella has been for a little while. Regular crimes. The war crimes yeah. are ongoing, of course. Yes. <laughs> I guess cri- uh, uh, crimes no, against humanity. No, what's, what, what are there those are those like war crimes. No, what, are those, what are those things called? The, the like big... No, the big crimes, the like, the like, the like international crimes that you're not supposed to break. It's not wars. The other one, human rights. Human rights. I think it's. I think I'm thinking of human rights. (laughs) I think I forgot the concept of human rights. This is just a regular old murder. These are these are human rights abuses. Um. Uh. And so he goes into the records room where she's been with um with the book. Uh. Trying to trying to find out. Uh. And he's like, uh, hey. Pat your head, <laughs> because because of course the most evil thing an evil man could think of to begin with was make a make a girl jump up and down, pat do their head. Some theatre warm ups. Some, exactly. Uh, so he gets her to do that. He d- d- basically uh, tortures her for a little bit, uh, and then he goes. So uh, what you're going to do is you're going to take this knife, uh, and tomorrow night at midnight when my uh, nephew uh, wants to uh, well, asks, you ask, asks you a question, asks for your hand in marriage. How do I know he's going to do it at midnight? I don't fucking know. But at midnight, uh, you're going to stab him to death. Okay, bye. Oh, by the way, I forgot. Uh, don't tell anyone. Phew. Thank God I got that one out of the way. Um, uh, yeah. uh, and so he leaves. Um, and uh, Ella is like, well, that's, that's less than ideal. Oh. Um, guess I'm going to write a letter to Hugh Dancy uh, breaking his poor little heart. Um, writes yeah. a letter to him being like, I can't tell you why, but uh, we're not getting married. Okay, bye. I'm going to chain myself to a tree. Um, so she goes, she chains herself to a tree. Um, and Lucinda turns up uh, for, for some reason. Uh, is it established why Lucinda randomly turns up? No. Lucinda's drunk. And importantly, Lucinda, Lucinda, oh, yeah, that, we, Lucinda yeah, we have points, seen, yeah. Yeah, gets uh, basically caught with an FUI flying under F-U-I. the influence. Um, yeah. Which implies that there is a police system out there who can catch people while flying. And this is confusing because they're on the ground and not magical. So how do they catch flying fairies? Who knows? This is this is um, great but terrible. Yeah. But yeah, Lucinda turns up. Uh, that Everyone's getting ready for the wedding. Uh, Hugh Dancy is like, oh, this kind of sucks. Uh, Lucinda turns up and it's like, oh, you're ungrateful about my gift that I gave you? Well, Fuck you! I'm gonna untie you from this tree. Also, I'm gonna give you a pretty dress, you little whiny bitch. Um, and so then she leaves. Lucinda is the worst. A little uh, bit like Cinderella, who also had uh, to go to the ball and needed a fairy godmother to give her a dress. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree with you, Al. I think you this film is this Cinderella. Movie is not so, like it has some of the same plot beats as, as Cinderella, but it also has some of the same plot beats as any other fairy tale. 
Cinderella anyway. I'm struggling uh, to think of anything. Yeah, yeah. Weird, weird, weird that you couldn't come up with an example. Me and Al both uh, coming here yeah, with yeah, our yeah. strong example well, of Cinderella. Let's, let's, I mean, we all remember the discussions of racism in Snow White. I mean, that's the important <laughs> thing. Snow White, obviously, think about it. Race metaphor, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do hear that the original working title for that was Snow White for Supremacists. So, um, so she uh, gets to the ball. Uh, Hugh Dante is originally dancing with... Uh, could, I don't know. She just, he just decides to dance with the ugly sexist. He's sexism. trying to find things out about where Ella might be. Ah. And- I, I, I was I wasn't giving him as a himbo enough credit that he might come up with a with a scheme like that. Um, uh, so yeah, he's dancing with her, but Ella turns up uh, constantly being lurched towards um, the the party despite her uh, constant efforts not to. Um, and uh, lurches in, and uh, Hugh Dancy is like, uh, "Oh hey, why why the why the fuck did you tell me you didn't love me?" And it's like, "Why is it, I?" I, I don't love you. And she's like, tell me how you really feel. And she's like, fuck, he caught me again. My da- my one weakness. How do people keep on doing this to me? Um, and so she's like, yeah, okay, fine. I fucking love you. And he's like, cool, let's go to this garden uh, where, no, where there'll be no witnesses. Um, uh, and, and what happens next? So I just felt like I've been talking too much, so I wanted to hand over to someone else. Okay, um... The, yeah, go. The, 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 go the cocktail. She's doing it. Hall of She's Mirrors really is very doing big it. brother. It's like two way glass. So <laughs> so um um, the king Edgar is sitting watching them, and she. We don't know where she's been keeping the knife the whole time, but considering she's changed outfit, I can only assume in her underwear. Um, but look, I always do like to keep my knife in my butt. But he's like getting the ring out Between and she's like, he's like, I'm scared. I know you're scared. She's just sobbing. <laughs> like, he's like, no, like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna lean into this more. I'm gonna keep doing this. <laughs> and then the, the clock strikes midnight and she's got the knife. Then we get this fun montage of all the terrible things that have ever happened to her. And then her mother's saying, what is within you is more powerful than any magic. And then she, she tells herself. Yes, yeah, like, I will not be obedient anymore. And then she drops the knife. Uh, and then we discussed how this is like those like shitty ass Twitter bros who are just like, oh, I get, like if I was told to be obedient, I would have just like not been not obedient. Been. <laughs> like I'm just built differently. Like I don't, don't know about you guys, but I just like I just stop doing it. Uh. Um, so yeah, she she just fucking tells herself not to do it. Yeah. Um, uh, but the the king rushes in and they go, oh look the knife we've caught her, ha ha ha. And Hugh Dancy's like, well that that sucks. She told me she didn't love me, and then she told me she loved me, and then she's gonna fucking stab me. Oh, I my life has gone dramatically downhill since I learned about my white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so she gets uh, carted off to jail, uh, and the uncle is like, ah, I've saved you once again, my dear son. Um, and then the elf uh, is like, hey, guys, you know, you know how they make us fight between us? Actually, uh, this is about class struggle and we should, all <laughs> we should all rise together. Me, the elves, the ogres and the giants. Let's all get gang together. Uh, and uh, yeah, so they uh, they sneak into the castle, uh, you know, Helen of Troy style. Um, mm-hmm. well, not Helen, I guess just Troy style. Trojan horse. Tro- Do you Trojan. think Helen of Troy is in the Trojan? It's important to me, Jamie. I don't think she's in the Trojan horse, no. <laughs> I do think she's in Troy. Yeah, she's in Troy. I Wait, think she is, yeah. Is that part oh, of she the... she might not be at that point. Oh, no, no she is, yeah, yeah. She uh, is. Well, yeah. She is. 
if you want to go with, there is a very fun uh, Greek version of the story in which uh, she actually was never in Troy and said a ghost version of her goes to Troy and said she gets left somewhere else in Africa. So her virginity is kept intact. Not virginity. We love a messy bitch. (laughs) Anyway, so they're they're sneaking in uh, Trojan horse style. Um, uh, I think they get caught and sent to prison and uh, Slanton Slanton uh, is like I as the litigator are on these grounds we shouldn't be and meanwhile the ogres behind them are just beating the fuck up out of the guards um, and so they are they are uh, they've used the book um, uh, to find out where where Ella is um, and uh, we we get our classic wedding scene yeah so um it's a coronation oh there's also it's cor- it's, it is the coronation you're right sorry but it's very a poison it's ve- crown there's a poison yes. crown coming to you they, they, yeah they sorry. find out they they use the book to go hey where's king edgar and king edgar is like sneak like full-on cartoon style sneaking up onto the the crown switching it with a poison crown and like looking at the camera going he um, so they have to go in, uh, but it's very much like a wedding scene. Basically, he goes, "Is there anyone here who believes Hugh Dunsey shouldn't be crowned uh, king? Uh, please speak now or forever hold your peace." And Anne Hathaway bursts in, going, "I object." Um, uh, by the way, your dad—he's uh, super racist. Uh, he's there's poison on that crown. He's trying to kill you. Uh, also, he killed your uncle, uh, your dad. Uh, and then Carrie Elwes is like. Oh, that's uh, what? And then you get no. the fight scene from the Last Jedi. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> um. So how does how does he reveal? How does something happens to make? Oh no! So something happens, no, and then Hugh Dancy right. goes, "Well, that's definitely true." Or something. No, no. Yeah, the well, snake there's tries. The big, there's the big fight sequence yeah, where you get where you get like she does for some re- for some reason it's never established that Ella is extremely good at martial arts. Um, and then he releases the Red Guard, which I think must be a reference to something. Star Wars, I do isn't not. It? Well, it's yeah, the Praetorian Guard. No, no, yeah, no, 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 but the, no. The Red Guards are in the start, are, are like the guards in the recent Star Wars. No, no, no. no. So, that so came out are... eighteen years after this. Is that a standing I, no, no, thing? Here's the thing. I can't remember if in the prequel. There definitely the, the there is a Praetorian style guard, I believe, for the Emperor who has a Red mm. Guard too. Yeah. And that's definitely, I think, in the... I I don't think this film has a reference to Star Wars. I'm going to put it out there. It has a reference to the O.J. Simpson trial. It does have a reference to the O.J. Simpson trial. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, when uh, when they're in uh, the jail, what does he say? He Uh, says, if the gauntlet... If the gauntlet doesn't fit, then you must acquit. That was a fucking weird reference. Um, Anyway, uh, so yeah, they get the fight. They're fighting with a bunch of red uh, red princes. Um, Yeah. she, as we say, is now... She's telling dope. him all the stuff as it going. And Benny gets turned back into a man. Yes, Benny gets turned... The book he gets, gets turned, turned into back a pumpkin into a... and then turned back into a man. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, then, yeah, then the snake tries to kill Hugh Dancy. Uh, and he was like, well, I didn't notice it before, but I guess the evil snake was a pretty good fucking clue. Um, and a bunch of his uh, fan club are like... He tried to kill Char! Get uh, him! Yeah, uh, and so they kill the snake. Um, yeah. And then um, Carrie Elwes is like, I'm You'll king. never catch me! I'm going to be king! <laughs> As he sticks the uh, the crown on, forgetting that he poisoned it himself, uh, and he die. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. He, do- he doesn't die. He does not die. Uh, he, he, I guess he does not die. He keels over, 
Um, but it's very specific. He, very specifically, this poison was not intended to kill, just to apparently. maim. Apparently, yeah, he, um, he receives a lot of brain damage from it, and uh, yeah. that's, that's uh, so the then, um, then there's a wedding. Yeah, then there is a wedding. Um, Anne Hathaway and uh, Hugh Dancy get married, uh, and then we have a song at the end. What whoa, 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 whoa! It's "Don't Go Break It" by Elton John. And Jamie, also, it's very important that Anne Hathaway is wearing a wedding dress. But then decides to tear it off for a wedding mini dress. But then yep. never like does anything in the wedding mini dress that would justify tearing off the wedding dress. All right. Uh, she, there he... are some sick ass dance moves. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, this but... choreography probably took a whole four minutes to learn. <laughs> um, was, so yeah, oh, yeah. Ev- everyone is dancing. You get everyone. All the yeah. you know racism was solved by a dance, but uh, dance troupe. Uh, all the, the the ogres and the elves are all dancing for, together. For, for the second movie in a row, the film ends with a dance sequence. Yeah. Um, um, and. Um, Carrie Elwes gets carted across in a in a um, uh, wheelchair. wheelchair. Uh, then uh, her best friend Anita is at the wedding. Uh, just just fully forgiven her for all the racism she did earlier. Like we don't get any conversation of like, oh by the way, yeah, oh that's uh, or any resolution. She's just there and then waves them off as they drive I away. I think we can assume that happened. Though. Like we don't need to know that. We don't need to like, see that. Scene. No, I, no, I I do get that, but I would have liked that. Scene. I think I like. Um, I'm not saying it's a plot hole. I just think it's bad. I no no. I I disagree. Like I agree that it don't think it needs to be there. However, it does more than anything feel like they had finished the film and they were like holy shit we never had any resolution for the Rita thing yeah like like in Anne Hathaway is still canonically just, yeah. a fucking racist yeah, to yeah, Anita shit, we, can't, we can't end it with that uh, uh, just, just have like, a just, just have one shot of her going yeah. bye um, and then that's the end of this film I'm so sweaty <laughs> I got very animated discussing that film um, uh, but I, I I will sit back because this is a film that that both of you uh, had seen before and uh, were, were much, much more uh, keen on yep. uh, than, than I going in. So I, I, I would like to... Uh... Oh, no, wait, fuck. We do anagrams first. Yeah, we do Fuck, anagrams. we do anagrams. What am I talking about? What am I talking about? Of course, this is our favourite segment on the show. It's time for anagrams, uh, where we try to summarise the film, uh, the film's plot by using anagrams of the film title obviously the film title is ella enchanted we do not have to use all of the letters but bonus points for using as many as possible um al how many do you have i have one normally i'm much better at this like no normally but i only remember to have to do it five minutes before the start of the show so i have one okay uh i have three uh, well and ellen i believe has two so i'll do one oh, of mine I've first just got one. Oh, you've only I've got one. one. Oh, fuck blown you guys out of the water um, so uh, I will start with the one that does not require a Scottish accent, um, uh, which is he can't lead. Uh, that's quite good. I like that one. I, like that one. I will uh, go for Al. Yeah, I'll go for my one one, which is enhanced tail. Enhanced Ooh. tail. That's good. Uh, my one is just uh, so it's it's uh, luckily this this uh, this movie title has my name in it. Uh, <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> so it's ten de like the French of Ellen. Is that ten de Ellen? It's a ten from ten Ellen. From Ellen. <laughs> a ten um, from Ellen. I mean, we do rate these films out of five. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my last two, which uh, require a, a Scottish accent. Um, the first one is nay acne mm. uh, because there, there's no everyone. Everyone's gorgeous in this film. No acne at all. Uh, and then. Uh, 
lad can it hit? Uh, het spelt H-E-T, uh, <laughs> which is why you definitely need a Scottish accent for lad can it hit. Um, so that is anagrams, and now we must move on to discuss this film. Obviously, uh, Ellen, uh, you you know this as as a big fan of the podcast, but for any new people uh, coming in, and just to recap you, we do rate these films on four categories now, and then a binary, and then a ranking list, and then a binary choice. No, three rate, three rankings, binary choice list. So we give the film out of five. Uh, obviously, uh, you will have to decide about whether you go to decimal places or not. Mm. Al, he keeps it pure, whole integers only. I, in season one, went to point fives. I now go to point ones. Um, Anne Hathaway. How good is Anne Hathaway in this film? Then we have the America's Sweetheartometer. How much of America's Sweetheart is Anne Hathaway in this film? Uh, then we must th- th- this this one is rather useless to you uh, as we are growing a uh, a continuing list of where of uh, oh god I just can't fucking speak uh, we are ranking uh, Anne Hathaway's love interests mm-hmm. uh, where do they fall obviously yeah. uh, you may have a mental list of, of the previous films but we have actual lists the tiny cat and the cotton tails is up there well, no, because he, he is he is the top for he is the top for Alexander. Um, I will give you my but, list. But very famous, yes, but very famously, as I have said, he is a cat, <laughs> and so um, I don't want no. Anne Hathaway to be with a cat. Very famously, he's a cat statue, Jamie. There's a difference. <laughs> That's worse. Ceramic cat. He's um, ceramic, not real. It's not bestiality that, if it's fake. And after that, we decide whether we are stashing away this film. Do you think that this film will galvanize humanity to fight back against the aliens? Um, so, yeah, you guys, you guys discuss this film first, uh, as, and and then I'll I'll leave you guys in suspense about what I thought about this film. <laughs> Always great. I love the suspense. Um, I, I, yeah. So, like, I, I, you know, I love this film. Um, I think it's really fun. It's like, it is very much a like post Shrek fairy tale film. In which um, it is very like meta, and he's a lot of pop culture references and stuff. Um, for all its failings, and I think the film is like completely nonsensical in many, many ways. I love it for those nonsensicalities. I love it for the fact that like it, you know, I for dumb stuff like you know how you know is, is Ella does everyone in the world get a, a blessing? Uh, you know, do ogres actually eat people, or did they just start eating people ten years ago? All that kind of stuff, which is completely bonkers and balmy and weird i love i think it's really fun i think q dancy's great in this um you know i i love that he went from this to uh, eating people uh, in hannibal and i think uh, <laughs> more people should go transition from being a prince to eating people um and i you know i think hathaway's great in it i think as much as this message is very muddled by like a lot of things including the fact that ogres eat people the like anti-racism and like pro-consent message of the film is good to teach their kids even if it, you know I, I would talk to them about it but like i wouldn't just be like here's this film we solved racism but yeah i like it i think it's good i i think it's thoroughly enjoyable all around not a perfect film but perfectly enjoyable and great i like it what do you think ellen I mean, this is this is probably my favorite film of all time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am this willing, was why you were brought onto this podcast. I am I'm, I'm willing to concede that it's probably not like the best film of all time, and it sits amongst my favorite films with such hits as the Lizzie McGuire movie, and Legally Blonde, uh, Legally and Blonde Enchanted. Is a <laughs> um, I mean, 
excellent movies all right no they are good um I, I would agree with you on that actually that like for me i think enchanted is like a better made film mm-hmm. but i think this is very is like this is a weird weird like proto like just in the same way that like jane austen is proto-feminist uh mm-hmm. so too is is enchanted uh Anna enchanted like a proto-enchanted um, yeah yeah, it sits nicely within the canon of sort of self-aware fairy tale movies. I mean, having Carrie Ellis in this as as uh, Edgar feels almost like a sort of there are so many like Princess Bride homage moments yeah. in the, in this, and it and it fits nicely into that canon with things like Shrek as well. I mean, it's very it's very like early noughties teen movie sort yeah. of. Um, but I think yeah, I think as a young girl with um who's who's been a bit of a know-it-all, my my characters that i've like growing up and being like your hermione grangers and your lisa simpsons of the world oh i would have Ella, never guessed this about you <laughs> Ella fits right in with that nicely so what i'm, what I'm saying is this film radicalized me <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it's fun it's got everything you want it's got great i mean great set dressing it, it, it has a strong feeling of being made with love like I mean, all down to like, the, the costumes are all color coordinated. So like Ella and uh, and and Charmant are always in blue, so that you know that they belong together. Like it's it's cute. I think it's a lovely film, and it's a great family film. So, so Jamie. Yeah, Jamie. Uh, yeah, come on, Jamie. Look yeah, me in the goddamn there was, eyes. There was a there was a decent amount carefully. of pressure. Look your girlfriend in the goddamn eyes, Jamie, and say this to her face. So there was there was a lot of pressure on me uh, going into this film. Uh, firstly, obviously, Ellen liking a lot, you liking it a lot. Most of my friends all saying, "Yeah, it's amazing, it's great, it's fantastic." Also, very famously, the last time we got someone, uh, we got one of our partners on this podcast to talk about a film that they love. Um, we caused an argument (laughs) me and you kind of just got Alyssa on the podcast and then just shat on her favorite film and it was slightly uncomfortable for me I had to be in at least you don't have to be in the room with with me with Ellen just staring at me the entire time so so there was a lot of pressure going in and much like I said about Princess Diaries this film I don't think is made for me and that's fine. Films don't all have to be pitched at 27 year old white men. Most of them are but they don't have to be. That's not necessarily an advantage either. (laughs) So that's it is absolutely fine for a film not to be made with me in mind but having said that yeah this film's pretty good. I enjoyed this film. I, I, I enjoyed this way more than I enjoyed Princess Diaries. So my thing with Princess Diaries was that I didn't get it. Like, it was fine, but I, I, from my perspective of what I enjoyed about films, I didn't understand the appeal. It wasn't that funny to me. There wasn't that much tension. Like, the romance was, like, really not particularly well established, and there was not that much character growth. I think Ella Enchanted has all of those things. Ella Enchanted is legitimately funny. It's really good fun throughout. There are some uh, really great fun bits. Um, it uh, so so it ticks a lot more boxes in that sense. The romance is a lot more engaging. Like uh, Anne Hathaway and Hugh Dancy have really good uh, chemistry, and Hugh Dancy is just 
he's a really fun character like he's he's a really fun dumb idiot um who's who's starting to realize what privilege is uh one of our friends said this carrie elwes is fantastic in this like that's a really tough role to play and he toes the line of like the seriousness with the like pantomiminess of it really well um and and i also think ella go like the journey of ella despite it's still being like a fucking kids movie so it's it's really simplified but like the journey she goes on is much more clear and satisfying in this so yeah i i enjoyed this much more than princess diaries is it a brilliant film nah it's good but it's not brilliant it's and you 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 liken you've likened it a lot to shrek and and I would say Shrek is just leagues better than this. Like <laughs> like it's it's not Oof. even close to me. I would that, so disagree. But but I will also accept that I saw Shrek when I was a child. You both also, I assume, watched this when you were children. When was well, Al probably watched this when he first when he was like twenty one. <laughs> Al, when did you first watch this? Once film? again, I had a sister, uh, and therefore yeah. I watched this at like yeah ten. So um, you. You both watch this. So much like I watched Shrek when I was very young and therefore irrelevant of how good the actual movie is, I, when I first watched it, had lower standards for qualities of movies. And so I hold on to that when I watch it as, as when I'm older. But I don't have that for this film. So I have exclusively watched it as a 27-year-old man. And while therefore it is good, it's not incredible. So I'm willing to accept that my own childlike nostalgia is what's making me say that Shrek is leagues better than this. Shrek is fucking leagues better than this. <laughs> Shrek's pretty good. Shrek is pretty Shrek 2 is very good. Well, Shrek yeah, 2 is yeah, incredible. Jamie, Jamie, if you came in here saying Shrek 2 is leagues better than this, I would agree with you. Shrek 1, <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I am relieved to say that I enjoyed this <laughs> film <laughs> because I was very stressed that I wasn't going to. Uh, and as I say, I think I think this... This does a lot more of what I think Princess Diaries, but I guess Princess Diaries isn't quite going for the same vibe, but goes for things that I think would have improved Princess Diaries. Mm. It ups the the romantic um, uh, the romantic interactions. It uh, plays up a lot more a journey for the characters, and it just is a lot goofier. Like I'm, I have a lot of time for just silly, dumb films. They're not the funniest thing I've ever seen, but I, I have time for them. I can I can see why they're nice, easy watching. Um having said that, I do have I do have some difficulty here, Alexander. Because I think this is my favourite one we've watched so far. But I gave the cat returns a four point seven. <laughs> and I'm willing to accept I'm willing to accept that perhaps that was just out of sheer anger for your dislike of the film. Stupid cats, cats. So I think I do. I have to rate it lower than the cat returns because I can't. I can't. Two two mistakes don't make. Uh, don't two wrongs don't make a right or whatever the fucking saying is. Two lefts don't make a circle. Two two lefts don't make a circle. Two circles make an eight. Two eights make a butterfly. That's a joke from the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. <laughs> uh, please join us next week when we're watching the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. Um, so I think I have to go for a four. I think a four is... I, I, I was really... I'm really flirting with a 3.9. But I think if I give it lower than a four, uh, I will be sleeping on our sofa. And our sofa <laughs> is made of leather and that's uncomfortable. So I will give it a four. 
Al, what will you give this? Sure. So here's my thing. I I have a I have a lot of affection for this film. Um, and if you I, end up giving this lower than I do, I'm gonna be. Free. No, 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 I'm not giving it lower than you do. Okay. For me, it's between a four and a five, right? Like, okay. I I love this film like a lot of pantomime, which is to say, you know, or the I don't know, like the, the Rocky Horror Picture Experience. I love it for the lines. I love it for the the specific you know specific bits of it. I'm like, I love this in a um, way that is you know. Uh, Borders camp and border whatever you know. Where does this existence of good taste? Blah, blah, blah. I think if we're rank- ranking the film out of five, I would say this is like a super enjoyable four, which I love very dearly. Uh, very pretty. I th- I think I know what you're going to give this, but I mean I have to give it a five, don't I? Like I have to give it a five. Oh, she, like... she's not even committing to get. I mean, I we mean, gave Toy like Story three and eight, so uh, oh, that's well, that's pretty low balling well, like, by these well, standards. I, I, I did go for for um for t- ten ten to Ellen earlier. That's true. I don't know why that I read that off the bit of paper. I knew what. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you picked up the paper to make sure. <laughs> so I mean, I don't, but I don't want to like with my oh yeah my, yeah, absolutely. my Anne Hathaway stash away or Hank's bank uh, wanna... you you were very cl- I, I could hear you stop yourself from saying like, Hathaway stash away or whatever well, <laughs> like, yeah, you were like oh I can't be that dismissive well, about uh, my boyfriend's entire fucking life <laughs> um, yeah but yeah so no. you're going, going with a strong five, strong five. I, I will oh, look at me put that into the spreadsheet tipper tapper tipper tapper um uh, Anne Hathaway in this film. Um, I think she's really good. I, I, I think, I think she should sing more in films. She was, she's fucking great in that scene. She rocks the fuck out. It's great. I love it. Um, there's, there's something odd. I, I couldn't put my finger on what it is. Ellen was saying maybe she's really playing up her American accent to like contrast the, the English accents. There was something odd about her voice in this. I couldn't put my finger on what it was, but it's not like a Chris. I, I just, there was, it was perhaps, it was maybe even the, um, that we just heard her do an English accent and she's like really leaning into the American more here. Um, but I think in general, she, yeah, she plays it really well. She, she, She's shit at crying at one point. I don't think she's very good at crying in this. She gets crying, but I. I but I she's guess she's a, a fucking great kids cry. movie. I don't know what you're talking about. I love her um, crying and everything. Uh, but I, I think I'm going to give her a. I mean, I've, the highest I've given her so far, so far is a three point six, and I think she's much better than that. So I'm giving her a four point three. I'm giving her a flat four. I like her a lot. I think she's good in this. Again, as always, I don't. You know, I don't think it's a hugely complex role, and therefore I wouldn't give her a five. But I think she's fantastic. I mean, I'll give her a four in this as well, just because, like, I, I keep thinking about how, how great I love this movie and it, how it's, the, like, it's a very, like, you know how you talk about what the most Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks film yeah. is? It's like a very Anne Hathaway, Anne Hathaway film. But then again, like, when I'm thinking about it, what's going through my head is her just, like, giving the performance of a lifetime, like, singing on my own in Les Miserables. So, <laughs> and yeah, next you... to that is, like, you're maybe, like, mm, four. <laughs> <laughs> um... We then have the America's sweetheart ometer. How much is Anne Hathaway America's sweetheart in this film? Al, what are your thoughts? I think she's up there. All right. Okay. The last couple of weeks we've had her play English people, and as we know, English people are not America's sweethearts. Okay. America did not fight for independence just to put Emma Watson, you know, at the number one, the sweetheart ometer. Um, I think Anne Hathaway in here is close. I don't think she, I don't think we've yet to hit peak Anne Hathaway, uh, and therefore I think this is a four. 
That's that's fair. I also think there is uh, there is something to America's Sweetheart, like like your uh, your Jennifer Lawrence's when she was America's Sweetheart for a while. That there needs to be a, a level of like charisma uh, to it as well. Like oh, she's she's not just cute; she's cool as well. And I think in the 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 singing scene in this, she really amplifies that level of it that pushes her. I agree above um, what she's previously had. Uh, I mean, I gave her a 4.3 in Princess Diaries. And I think she's more... I mean, you gave her a 5 in, uh, on the Sweetheartometer in, in Princess Diaries. So, I mean, I I think she's more than that. I think the the added level of the kick-assness sure. in this does help greatly. Uh, so I'm going to go for a 4.6. I, I just think it can't be a 5 for me because I think if she is more American Sweetheart, this film would have done better. Like, <laughs> I, I That's think the, fair. The film not doing well suggests a, a slight lack of cultural cash yet. Ellen? Uh, I'm actually, I'm going to come in a little bit lower than you. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to give her a 3.5 because whilst I think she's very charming, she has a very strong Marxist streak in this, <laughs> which wouldn't go over well with true. an American establishment. A little bit more, a little bit more libertarian, a little bit more Libby. She, she would maybe have played over a bit more, a little bit more free enterprise and encouraging slannon yeah. to yeah. set up yeah, a yeah. business at the end <laughs> just, just yeah, t- telling the giants to pick themselves up from their bootstraps yeah yeah helping helping them set up some some yeah. businesses off the backs of their own labor then the, the, that would uh, that would sit a bit better with the with the, the america sweetheart thing yeah her problem <laughs> with the sweet. the elf law isn't so much the racism so much as she just doesn't believe the government should be involved in what jobs people have absolutely <laughs> um and finally we have an, an al i'm going to beg you once again yeah don't read out the entire list List. These lists well, are going yeah, to get your too entire long. List. No, no, but we can't. Firstly, you need to send me this fucking list so I know my fucking list. I can read you keep list refusing you to do. I don't, no, I don't want you to read my list because I know where he's going. I think I know where he's going anyway. Um, but I, we cannot set the precedent. There, there's going to be forty fucking films we're doing. We cannot set the precedent where at the end of an already hour and forty-five fucking minute podcast, we're going to just read a list of names for five minutes. I'll read the top and bottom ones. No, just say where he's going to go and say who's going to be above Why and below. Why don't you do yours, Jamie, and I'll do mine. Okay, I, so I, he's definitely strong. He's a strong love interest. He's absolutely yeah. a strong love interest. But he is essentially weaponized privilege. Like, do I really want Anne Hathaway to marry this fucking just uber posh dickhead even if he learns his he might learn his lessons but you know he should be punished and therefore not rewarded with uh with a woman of anne hathaway's stature she should she should go for the for the plucky underdog michael but, from the princess diaries jamie he's over the but, princess diaries but you will have to remind me who the fuck is the top of my list. I don't Michael from the Princess Diaries. Oh, Michael. Oh, yeah, no, he's going above Michael from the Princess Diaries. Fuck right. Michael from the Princess Diaries. Uh, I, I have nothing else. Hugh Dancy is incredibly attractive. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's he's number one with the bullet at the moment. Top of my list. Okay, one second. Uh, I mean, the question for me, I guess, uh, I won't read out the whole thing. Obviously, Jamie, Jamie's made his uh, feelings clear. Once again, I'm being censored. Uh, but very important. You weren't even censored. You got to talk about Taylor Swift. It was just slightly later than when you wanted to. Still censored. It just says the BBC gets censored uh, before nine o'clock, and then they, you know, <laughs> then the, the Taylor Swift watershed happened exactly. three minutes into this podcast. Um, the question is: Do I think Hugh Dancy is more attractive than a cat statue? 
and I would say no, but damn those trousers, boy. So uh, Hugh Eats People uh, comes in at number one with a bullet. Oh, I, I, oh. I, I mean, I mean where, I in, in your list of one, have, where's he going? First or last? I, <laughs> I don't have a running list, but I mean, I had a strong Hugh Dancy obsession for. I didn't even. I've not seen Hannibal, um, but I have seen him in uh, the Jane Austen Book Club, um, which he is great in. That that leans into a lot of my interests as well. But yeah, no, he's he's going in at the top above that very handsome cat. Um, <laughs> but like, we'll see. We'll see where like strong strong competition Chris, next week. Chris, Chris Pine, Pine next week. Chris Pine was photographed this summer coming out of I think an LGBT bookstore with his mask on and like short shorts. That's really strong energy. That is hard to beat. Um, I I don't think that's his vibe in Princess Diaries two though. Uh, um, oh, you'd sorry, be surprised. Have you watched Princess Diaries two? <laughs> no, no, I have not. Obviously wow, not. It's so good, Jamie. You um, should watch it. Oh my god. Okay, so I did this so long. Um, final question, of course, Alexander. Are you stashing away this film? Uh, yes. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, that that was an unsurprising answer from you. Uh, Ellen, are you stashing away this film? Do you think that this film will galvanise humanity to fight back? No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, of course. Of course I am. Imagine coming on this podcast once and just being like, you know what, now I'm going to leave my stash away empty (laughs) just for all time. Oh, space for that. (laughs) Medical Um, or otherwise. I have to have a limited backpack of things so I can, like a bindle, so I can move between post-apocalyptic safe zones <laughs> and help me carry in a box full of like early 90s VHS tapes <laughs> or like the Airbnb we went to which had two copies of, <laughs> two the, copies terminal of the Terminal on DVD <laughs> which you know for me personally huge vibes um, now here's the thing with Ella Enchanted if we are saying whether this film is going to galvanise humanity to fight back against the aliens I think the message of this film would want us to work alongside the aliens and and all come together in sanctimonious harmony. And I don't know if that's the that's the pure violent message that we need to put across to to save the post-apocalyptic wasteland. They violently overthrow an oppressive regime in this film, Jamie. They get everyone to band together. Uh, actually, he overthrows himself by being a dingus, so... <laughs> True, but they also do attack the Praetorian Guard, all right? This is... That's fair. They that's do, that's do... self-defense, really. Uh, notably in alien movies, firing guns at the aliens doesn't work. Like, the day the Earth stood still, or, like, arrival, what you have to do is learn their language so you can see through time... Okay, Ellen, have you even listened to the podcast? We already speak their language. And if we don't, then they stick pins in our brains and then we understand them. Fucking hell, you call yourself this podcast's yeah. biggest fan. You got a lot of lore. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yes, they, I'm stashing away this film. <gasps> it's Aww. good. It's a good film. It's, it's the favourite thing I've seen so far. Like, it's, it's good fun. It's not, as I say, it's not absolutely mind-blowing and incredible but it is a good fun film and i want to sleep cozy tonight so i'm stashing away this film uh so thank god we don't have to decide uh something else Uh, we don't have to extend this podcast even more by deciding what we're going to um stash away this week because we have all uh unanimously decided to stash away ella enchanted so that means we can move on to 
our favourite part of the show, which is the plugs. Of course, you can follow us at Jamie Pelocks and at Al underscore C's underscore stuff or at Blanks Bank Pod. Uh, if you want to listen to more of uh, Ellen's wondrous voice, you can, of course, check my pinned tweet where she helped out and sung on uh, the Hanks, Bank o- Hanks Banks Over song uh, for the end of season one. That's you. It was all you, hon. Oh, yeah, no, no, sorry. Yes, that was me. That was me. I, I learned. I did I did singing lessons. Um, uh, before we get to uh, Al's long-winded bit, uh, Al, Al, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, I think everyone should see the video on YouTube about the Bude Tunnel in Cornwall. Is that is that the one outside the... The, the super- Sainsbury's. Yes, it's yeah. a supermarket tunnel. They put Christmas lights on it every year. That's what I'd like. So to you'd like you'd like to plug the uh, the Bude Tunnel, uh, and Alexander. What else can our uh, dear listeners do uh, for the next week before we review Princess Diaries two? All right, guys, New Year, New You. All right, I want you to make a commitment now that you are going to find fifty dead bodies out there in the wasteland. Uh, and that you were going to plug in this podcast uh, to their little ears and bring them back. That's right. Uh, as as mentioned earlier in our Survivor's Thoughts, uh, we have taken Jamie's resurrection magic, we have put it into the podcast, and if you put this in their ears, they will be resurrected. So bring back your loved ones from the dead, uh, by specifically only if they die because of aliens, uh, and bring them back to life. We unfortunately cannot guarantee to bring anyone back from life who's actually died for other reasons, but we can guarantee they died by alien attack. Uh, yeah, uh, that's my that's the, that's the plug. All right, commit to it, guys. Go out there, f- spread the word. F- you know, take the podcast. Go out there, bring life to the universe once again, and then we will fucking kill some raccoons, and then we'll kill some aliens. This podcast is now officially twenty minutes longer than the film itself. So from me, Jamie, and my co-host Al, and our special guest Alan, that's one more ep in the bank. Blanks bank. bank.